listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Yeah, yeah, roll that shit. Uh huh. You on the beat? Miami, this shit is mad nice out here. My niggas keep hitting me on my cell phone and why? You know what I'm saying? It's bleeding out there, it's snowing out there right now. Yeah, yeah, my family's half Latin king, half God body, half blood and half Latin. It don't matter, whatever you is, I sneeze in your food. Show you on rule, I'm half Puerto Rican. What? Puerto Rican, my pop, my mom's black. Most people call me a mutt. Yo, they always said my first words was what, what? And it stuck with me, like my fingers stay sticky. Shifty, slow down, greedy and risky. Take a shit on y'all, then I spit on y'all. Niggas gas like a fart. Y'all wally my clock, rock the low sport. Always with Latinos with them. My niggas travel from Miami to Cali, Cali to Miami. They even come home the whole winter. Shit is cold in New York, God. Can't zone hard. I'd rather be out of state. Home with Chico the Bar. Or some other shit. Nice and slow, like the usher shit. You make me wanna, uh huh. Just smother shit, PYP. Nigga, play your part, or you can LFX. Yo, leave some stars. What? Long guy. Dame Georgia. Georgia. Yo, esta loca. Loca. Dame Georgia. Appearance. My name hardly get the clearance. Only family will have no interference or intersection. It's like a thugged out connection. From in state to out of state, we still eat great. And you know I like to get drunk, roll that skunk. I travel and pump while y'all just pump in your own hood. When you blow, knock on wood. You do what I thought, why do what you should? I got a tick everywhere while y'all fuck local. Bitch, I bought years ago, heard a throw vocal. I ain't mad though, nigga like me get mad though. And I stick with my fan, cause you know how that goes. I'm on the beach now, official, playing volleyball instead of playing with a pistol. I like money, money make a nigga feel ill. I ain't had to sell crack since I had my deal. And that's some real shit, nigga just keeping it real. That's some real shit, nigga just keeping it real. It ain't hard to tell. I excel, then prevail. The mic is contacted. I attract clientele. My mic check is life or death, breathing the sniper's breath. I excel the yellow smoke of Buddha through righteous steps. Deep like the shining, sparkle like a diamond, sneaker Uzi on the island in my army jacket. Line hit the earth like a comet. Invasion. Now just like the Afrocentric invasion. Half man, half amazing. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Test Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. It's just a Nas type of morning this morning, Karen. I know. No, every time the fall hits, it reminds me of Nas and, you know, uh, it reminds me of Illmatic specifically mm-hmm. and I Am, even though I Am came out in the summer and stuff. Uh, it's just, that's the time that I normally listen to Nas music is right when it's getting a little cooler out and, uh, you know, I'm ready to sneak up Uzi on the island in my army jacket liner. I'm, I'm glad, uh, you know, I, 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 and I, I like Nas. He's okay. He's not one of my personal favorites. Um, the only thing that I really, really know and bump is one mic, cause that's the only song that I really actually know the words to. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, all I need is one mic. And that's all I know. All I need is one mic. I just, I just sing the chorus on that song. Well, I'm a fan of, uh, Undying Love. I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of Nas's music. Uh, Undying Love is one of my favorite tracks. Uh, and people shit on that album, I Am, but I actually kind of like I Am. So, uh, I might be off the beaten path yeah. with that. And I'm probably familiar with a lot of his music. Like, I've heard it, you know, kind of by passing and things like that. Mm-hmm. But when Nas came out, I was younger. 
And this is before, you know, I met you and I really started listening to lyrics. And I was one of them people like, you know what, rap? Fuck that. You ain't singing. Ooh, yeah. I ain't trying to hear shit you talking about. Yeah, well, um, he's one of the best storytellers in hip-hop, in my opinion, of all time. Um, and then, you know, of course, uh, he has, uh, he's, he's a, he, he, at Illmatic, I felt like he was, uh, just great at, at visualizing, like, taking you into whatever world he was talking about true um like and like i guess uh i'm probably the only person that likes i am because i don't really find a lot of people listen to it um <laughs> or talking about it but uh when they do it's like oh that's when they start getting whacked but i, I fucks with that album um that's some of the some uh, listen to this song this is in my state of mind too just listen to the imagery in this shit time man like, I felt like this nigga took me to New York. Broken glass in the hallway, bloodstained floors, neighbors. Look at every bag you bring through your doors. Lock the top lock. Mama should have cuffed me to the radiator. Why not? It might have saved me later from my block. And why cops? Hookers crawling off the stroke. Coughing stitches in their head. Stinking and I dread thinking they be snitching. But who else could it be? Sugar D's and March Vans. Parked in the dark. Knocks with your heart. Hustle and stop. They bust a U.E. I jog to my building. Come out later wearing when camouflage. See the sergeant and the captain. Strangle men, niggas gasping for air. Till they move no more and just stare with dead eyes. Tired of riots. Shit is quiet. Simple-minded fools infiltrate rimey crews. Overcrowded cribs. Uncles home from bed. Sisters pregnant. Fathers on drugs. Moms are smoking. Beds is piss infested. Had eight partners growing up. Eight turned to seven. Seven turned to six niggas. Got two in heaven. Six of us holding it. Now it's five rolling thick. The six ones parole flip. Five niggas turned to four quick. When he went OT, college life converted into gang banging. Four niggas still hanging. Years passes, slang changing. Three of us now, fourth nigga ain't around. We all thought he was real. He did the slick shit, fake shit, beat his ass down. Men's mouth could have got us all wasted. What a fucking clown. All I got left in the end is two of my best friends. And we all going out to the death for these ends. Whoa. God damn. <laughs> move to New York right now and start selling drugs and killing people. Oh, no. <laughs> Cost of living too high. <laughs> Shit. Probably go broke trying to get the drugs to sell it. Not the prison sentences, just the cost of living for caring. Yeah. Shit, um, that makes a difference. So, yeah, you listen to the Blackout Test podcast, and it's a comedy podcast. We do three times a week. At least some people think it's a comedy podcast. <laughs> Other people don't know what to call it, but at least they all enjoy it. Yes, we here. Whatever the fuck you want to call us, we are here. Uh, you can leave comments for the show by going to Facebook, Podomatic, Stitcher Radio, uh, or leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, don't forget, when you go to theblackouttest.com, that's really the best place to leave the comments because that's the only place we promise to read them. Um, yep, regardless of what you got to say. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you know, you can, not regardless of what you have to say, I'll be honest with you. Uh, if you leave a comment and it's just dissing the show and it's on my site, I just won't. No, I'm talking about the five-star reviews. Oh, yeah. iTunes is where we promise to read them. Yes. You give us a five-star review. Yeah. Anyway, else, mm, that shit gonna get filtered. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Tell the grapes to everything else. Mm-hmm. But if you uh you know leave a negative comment uh, in an email, I don't have to read that shit. I didn't make that promise. Nope. But uh you can email the show, theblackouttips at gmail dot com. You can call us seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six. Talk to us live on Saturday mornings or leave us a voicemail throughout the week. Um, and I know we we're supposed to have a guest, uh, Mr. Bill, today. Um, 
from calvinair.com uh, but we had some uh some skype technical issues and we're gonna work on that and try to get them back to you in a couple weeks here guys mm-hmm. um you know that's what happens with live podcasting from halfway around the planet sometimes you have to uh worry about the internet connection but we're gonna get that worked out yes we and, will uh, we will have him back because i have many fucking questions to ask yes that guy we do about some gambling yes and some things of that nature i want to know um just seems like a fun dude man yes like, you guys will get to know him but yeah i i remember um i was uh i, I was uh doing something with vocal and bill hit me up he's like maybe we should use vocal for our sh- for our um show um well you know anything about the policies i was like uh yeah yeah they're, you know they're pretty good and all the service and stuff he's like well can you show titties on there i was like I don't know. No. <laughs> He's like, well, I guess I'll email the guy and ask. I was like, what the fuck do you do? <laughs> you international man of mystery. How can I work for you? <laughs> James Bond shit. That's the James Bond. Yeah. Sign me up. You, yes. the questions you have to ask are technically yes. about titties. Shaking, not stirred, and with a side of titties. Right. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, yeah, but you can leave comments on the blackoutest.com on the post, or you can vote in the polls and leave comments in the polls. Some, sometimes people, you know, really want to have their, you know, we have these heartfelt polls and people really have a lot to say. And then sometimes we ask you, does Denzel look like Malcolm X? It just depends on <laughs> the day. Um, you can also do stuff like, um, check out our store you can uh subscribe to the show right from there mm-hmm. uh by the way everyone who won a prize in the stitcher radio nomination contest your stuff has been submitted to cafe press and you should be getting uh your items within the next couple weeks mm-hmm. um uh, hopefully by thanksgiving and um thank you all uh amber p j full mm-hmm. oh man uh awards award tour 88 um yeah we appreciate y'all spreading the word and everyone else who you know randomly did not win but did get their chance in for the bidding because they were out there promoting the show thank you yes thank you so hopefully you guys all enjoy your different prizes i tried to i tried not to give everybody the same thing so everybody can have something different um and uh hopefully everybody enjoys it um all right let's see what else i wanted to talk about um yeah, uh, you can hit the store. You can subscribe to the, to the actual site by just putting your email address in. I suggest you do that. You can monitor how much and how often you get the email. So if you just want a weekly update, which might include like our guest appearances, it might include new podcasts, uh, sponsor links, things like that. You might want to check that out there. Um, you can also check out our, um, Tumblr from there. And a bunch of stuff like that. So we're we're gonna definitely um take care of you guys. We'll mm-hmm. take care of you guys. So appreciate the people that do that. Um the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. Ha ha ha. Every time you do that, everyone say, It's like a jungle side. I can't help it. It's like it's like it's like that just wanna flow off your tongue. Well, that's how he wrapped it in the rap, man. Um that that was pretty pretty much don't uh, push me cuz I'm close to the edge that's pretty much the level of rapping in the theme of bullet ball it's not i'm not making that up man <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe on the same to, level maybe we need to revisit that at some point so uh everybody can hear for themselves i i guess every once in a while i have to think about the fact that it's been you know x amount of shows since the last time we played we that constantly people listen people to us are, for the first time yeah so it's like oh what the fuck are y'all talking about with this bullet ball <laughs> yes, well, yes let me play something for you 
turn up a bit. Working on it. Bullet ball, bullet ball, that's a bullet ball. 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 There's a new sport game down here in the loop. Bullet ball, the game, bullet ball extreme. And that's what? Between ping pong and their hockey. And that's what? And that's a bullet ball. It's got a style and class that can't be matched. If you learn the game, then you learn to catch. It's easy to play. Simple to do. A sport game that's done treated down here in the loop. Equal but separate in the style of play. Just like segregation. Tomorrow, but you win the day. Age, gender, large or small. Does not dictate a win at all. The speed and accuracy in your shot creates all the points. They win a lot. Offense and defense play all in one. One in all to score the points. There's rules and regulations that govern the game to either score the winning point or just score the same. Bullet ball, a 21st century sport that's played on a unique design tabletop court with side reels to paint the ball. All around and trying to get the ball off the table on the ground. The physical challenge can play into being able to compete against me and, and you. So don't be we shy. Are not. Give it a try. Bullet ball. Uh -huh. and they'll catch your eye. And that's, that's what? And that's a bullet ball. And that's what? Bullet ball, bullet ball. That's a bullet ball. 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 Bullet ball, bullet ball, that's a bullet ball. Bullet ball, bullet ball, that's a bullet ball. Bullet ball, bullet ball, that's a bullet ball. There's a new sport game here. Can't you see? Bullet ball, the game of bullet ball extreme. We mix we between ping pong and their hockey, and that's what. And that's a bullet ball. It's got a style and class that can't be matched. If you learn the game, then you learn to catch. It's easy to play, simple to do. Let's work game that's ready now here in the loop. Equal but separate in the style of play. You lose tomorrow, but you win, win the day. Age, gender, large or small, does not dictate the win at all. The speed and accuracy in your shots creates all the points that win a lot. Offense and defense played all in one, one and all to score the point. There's rules and regulations that govern the game to either score the winning point or just to score or the same. Bullet ball, a 21st century sport that's played on the unique design tabletop court. Rashad was the base of ball all around and trying to get the ball off the table on the ground. The physically challenged can play it too. Being able to compete against me and you, so don't be shy. Give it a try. Bullet ball in extreme, they'll catch your eye. And that's what? And that's a bullet ball. And that's what? Bullet ball, bullet ball, that's a bullet ball. 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 So there you go. Mm -hmm. A lot of people out there are wondering all this time. And for those of you who have never heard it before, you're welcome. Listening to the show all this time, going, what the fuck is a bullet ball? Yes. Well, it's a new sports game down here in the loop, guys. And now Simple you know. Simple to play. And easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Yogi Bear or something. Simple to play. Easy to do. Come on, boo-boo. <laughs> Come on, chum. Let's go harass the ranger.
all right man so um even though you know we had some issues with getting a guest we still got a show to do oh we do and we still got sponsors yes we do we got double sponsors today Woo-hoo! um this podcast what you're listening to right now playing bullet ball and all that shit the unofficial sport of the blackout tips it's sponsored by the new audio play from shadow doll productions you can get four audio plays for just two dollars that's 50 cents audio play can i went to school just to know shit like that i'm glad you did sir by purchasing one of our two audio play pack collections you can get the ratchet pack <laughs> oh lord ratchet pack <laughs> Uh, you can get the ratchet pack uh featuring audio plays bitch move fries tourism and sunspot or you can get the ignorant pack (laughs) featuring audio plays try the fire sunny die on and directing shit now karen and i are in uh two in each of these packs um Mm -hmm. so i don't know why you wouldn't get both of them i know uh, get one or both audio plays today for half the cost of buying them individually. You can go to shadowdollproductions.com slash apac.html. I will have the link in the, sh- uh, in the actual, uh, website under sponsors. Hey man, you got two dollars. Don't give it to us this week. Go to Shadow Doll Productions and buy our audio plays not only are you helping them out but also we kind of do want you to hear our audio plays well you know we work hard on them we have fun doing them i think you guys will enjoy the bonus laughs and shit and uh hearing karen and i actually do some acting and try some different voices and karen typically cuss me out and stuff (laughs) like that um not to mention these are well done the production quality is great um dexter um you know, really puts together, uh, you know, it's like a big day whenever he has a recording day, man. Mm-hmm. Like, we go out there and, um, you know, we're meeting all these actors mm-hmm. and everybody's doing their audio plays, everybody's doing their parts and, uh, you know, you see people like taking on different personas, different voices and, mm-hmm. uh, it's really, uh, an awesome time, but, you know, all that shit costs money and, uh, mm-hmm. Dexter looks out for us on the show and it would be really awesome if, you will look out for him by going to shadowdollproductions.com and check out apac.html. Uh, just check out the audio play packs, man. Like I said, the link will be on the show by the time, on the uh, webpage by the time the show is over. But, um, you know, it only costs you a couple dollars and shit really would help everybody involved. Yes. And for those of you that are, uh, ratchet and ignorant, this is going to be a tough choice to so just get them both. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, some of you guys, they'll find out how you're going to pick. Ratchet or ignorant, that's impossible. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You know you both. Yeah, you live in both worlds. How can you stop yourself? But, um, yeah, man, and uh, I think people really enjoy, um, you know, some, some of the stuff that we did, man. I got to cuss people out and direct and shit. It was yes. Oh, uh, you was an asshole in that one. Yeah, so. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I just thought about all my managers at IHOP for my, <laughs> for, for my your focus. performance. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, let me yes. just... And I, and I was cussing Rod out in the drive-thru. Yeah, Karen was cussing me out. I don't know if it's something she's always wanted to do or... <laughs> if it was just completely random. And, and I must have did a hell... I, 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 you know what? And it's not the most to brag, but I'm thinking I must did a hell of a job because one of the actors that was like in the back listening to us kind of record it, mm-hmm. he came out, he says, that is one of the best performances I've ever heard. I thought, oh, shit! 
<laughs> if you telling me this, I must be a made man. <laughs> I guess cursing cursing me out came natural to you or something, Ken. I know the inner anger that I try not to show. Is that what it is? You secretly been mad at me all this time? No, no, sir. Oh no, well, this is not gonna work out. <laughs> no, no. This tenth no. year, uh, they say mm-hmm. the tenth year is the hardest, Karen. Just <laughs> the one that's just not going. Tenth year will make or break the whole thing. Yeah, I guess so. All right, man. Then we also had a sexy sponsor, so let me get some sexy music all queued up. Mm-hmm. Feel the vaginas moistening around the world. Positively dripping. Yes, this is when you look at your dear dumb and say, "What you, what you gonna do when they, when I come for you? Not when they, ah." <laughs> Fellas and ladies, mm-hmm. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? You should be looking to spice things up in the bedroom. It's been a while. You're looking at your woman in those granny panties. <laughs> your man walking around with holes in his boxes that's not sexy nah, that ain't. but i tell you what is sexy fetishizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie mm-hmm. or even clothes you yes. can get lingerie there or even them drawers that go between her butt cheeks mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about flavored condoms you can get them all what well, here's flavored a- lube mm-hmm. well here's an offer you won't be able to resist Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you can get 50% off of just about any item. Yes, you can. You can find edible panties instead of granny panties and you can eat them off of her. But that's not all. That ain't it? Mm -mm. You would think that would be enough, but it's not, Karen. (laughs) It's so much more. When you select your one item at 50% off, you also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus... A free extra gift that is so fucking sensual. I can't even tell you what it is on the radio. It's, I just want to tell them, but I can't. I'm contractually obligated not to tell you what the fuck is coming to you. That's right, sir. They want you to be surprised with adventures. And all the gifts are different. They're all different. And to top it off, they're even throwing free shipping. The only thing better than free shipping is negative shipping where they give you money to ship it. And to do that, you would have to work at USPS or something. This is the the best deal going, folks. Yes, it is. You get free shipping on your entire order. They are serious about this shit. They do not fuck around. There are no jokes in this copy. I add those. I know, right? So check out AdamandEve.com today for the special offer. 50% off of one item when you type in TBGWT. For the offer code upon checkout, get her out of those granny famous people. Yes. Nobody yes. wants to see that. Yes, and get him out them holy ass boxes. Yes. I know your balls gotta breathe, fellas. But you can't make them breathe every day. No. Mm-mm. And when you do, you get three free adult DVDs and a free extra gift and free shipping. Just put in the code TBGWT at adamandeve.com when you go to check out. That is TBGWT. Yes, right. get on it. All right, man. So you ready to do some show stuff? And let's do this, sir. Now you got some random thoughts. I got some random thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, cause I didn't have a ton of them. But uh, let's just yeah. Um, I've, I just been having shit happening. I'm like, you know what? Let me write this down right now if I forget. Well, I, yeah, that's how I do it, and I uh, appreciate you doing that. Number one, um, I have to say that uh, Alabama lost yesterday. 
um to uh like texas a and m or some shit to the game while you was watching it uh well here's the thing um they got a black coach so yay (laughs) (laughs) how does it feel yay i say you gotta find nick saban now i mean the nigga lost a game so it's over uh what i demand excellence at all my world what one game (laughs) he gotta go uh as uh one loss and uh Lost to a black coach, and uh, the black coach was smiling. He was, he had that good, that good smile after that game. Like, mm hmm, America, hire more of us. I know it's so. Mm hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that was cool. Uh, also, the Charlotte Bobcats mm-hmm. beat the Dallas Mavericks. Yes. For the first time in franchise history, baby. Yes, they did. Uh, yes. Tell and me how my ass tastes dirt, even though you couldn't play because your knee was hurt. Mm? Yes. That's right. We now and, and that's why we won because Dirk went now. And shh, we don't need to talk about oh, that. Oh my bad. We now have beaten every single team in the NBA. It only took us five to six years to be able to do it. But I'll yes, take that. we did it. Dallas Mavericks. And how does it feel when we was busting y'all ass last night? Vince Carter tried to win. Mm-mm. Vince Carter ain't that man. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Vince Carter shot a three at the end of the regulation that would have won the game. And he missed it, and he turned around to his teammates, he's watching toward the bench, and he winked at him. And I was like, who the fuck winks at the misses? This explains <laughs> so much about this nigga's career. Like, he's like, I, mean, I, I, I got him right where I want him with that miss, guys. Set him up. They'll never see what's coming next when I try to win. It's like, yeah, shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. He's the worst. Now, Vince, Vince Scott is that dude, it's like, if it don't matter, because we've seen Vince play. Yeah. When it don't matter, either y'all up or y'all down, he will ball his ass out. Yeah, Literally. Thing. Like, you be like, oh, shit. Wait a minute. Oh, shit. And the second the game matters, like, like really matters, mm-hmm. that nigga just disappears. Yeah, my, my favorite thing about Vince Carter is actually that um, he does not have um, any type of, like, fucks to give. Yeah, he don't got that killer instinct to be like, I want to win at no cost. And I can't, and like, I'm, I'm sympathetic towards Vince Carter because I feel like most of us at our jobs think that we're LeBron, but we're actually Vince Carter. Like, Ah, we're we're about giving the, the kind of effort that gets us a paycheck and we can go home and nobody messes with us. That's what most people are. Yeah, you just want to show up, you know, do your job, you know, bounce the ball around a little bit, do, do just enough where you put like this. You're not the worst. Right. But exactly. you ain't the best. Right. You're not going to stay the extra two hours in the gym working on your three-pointer. Nope. You got shit to do. Nope. You know? And you're not going to stay the 30 minutes overtime they require because why? You got shit to do. Yeah. You're not flying. Uh, You're like, you're not going to just worry about the playoffs. You're going to fly to Chapel Hill so you can graduate with your class and walk across the, uh, walk across the stage mm-hmm. and your mama can see you and then you're going to fly back and play in the game in the playoffs. And eventually lose it, but the point being, you only get to graduate once, you'll be in the playoffs again. That's Vince Carter. Ah! And that's why I love that dude. Like I hate the I hate watching him, but as a dude, I get him. And mm-hmm. I'm much more closer to Vince Carter than anybody else. Maybe Boris Diaw. But those are the dudes that I look ah! up to in the NBA. <laughs> 
boys D. I got the get get that. What you call the fat boy swag like you? Yeah, Angie, and and of course I also look at the Joe Johnson. Anyone that can get paid a lot of money to underachieve is living my dream. I know. So I completely look at those people differently than everybody else. People will be like bringing them up in conversations, like, "Well, you could be like Joe Johnson." I was like, "And why wouldn't you want to be, motherfucker?" I tell you, over overpay me any day. Yeah, what are you stupid? Like, what are you like trying to work hard to get paid? Like, mm-hmm. mm-mm. I'm trying to get paid to work easy. Um, I know so. So one thing that's been going around with the Alabama team, and I'm assuming because they lost, we can finally end this bullshit. But everybody was talking about, oh, you know, they got all these NFL players on their team. They should play the worst team in the NFL and they would win. And I just get tired of that shit. Why do people say that? Well, they just, it's a way, like, to just be hyperbolic about the, the idea of how good they're playing in college. So it's like, they're beating team 70 to 3. They, they, they might as well just go ahead and play the Chargers. Yak, 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 yak. No, do, do y'all not know that they playing like the Geek Squad and, uh, of this school or they playing like the math majors of this university? Well, even if they're playing a good team, it doesn't matter. It's a college team that they're playing. And you can beat the shit out of the second best college team and still get mollywopped by any NFL team, period. No matter how bad you think they are, no matter how many yes. injuries they've had, everybody on the NFL team was a standout in college or a guy who was able to play with the standouts from college in the NFL. So it never will make sense. The worst professional team will always beat the best college team 10 out of 10 times. And I would like them to go ahead and play the game one time and so I can just get the fucking talking point over with and be like, can everybody stop talking about this now? This is what you wanted? All and, these and kids it, with concussions laying on the ground bleeding. Now y'all happy? <laughs> and I think the problem I have with it is insulting the NFL players. Like, literally, it's insulting to these dudes. These dudes are professionals. They make money. They go out. They You know, they got professional trainers. Like, nothing compared to college. They're quicker, faster. And their whole squad is the best of the best. Well, playing an NFL team is literally like playing yourself five years into the future. Yes. Like, if you're in college, you like, you're not going to beat future you, dog. Like, so if you're a lineman, you're going up against the lineman version of you that made the motherfucking NFL and all his dreams became accomplished because he worked hard and all this shit and now he's got an NFL regimen of like uh, all the, the supplements and, and, yeah, and weight training and physical yoga and shit you know taking all these vitamins and yeah, yeah. huge difference like there's no way you will fucking win that game dog and you're only asking these kids to sign up to die like it's just the first time like uh, even an old nigga like say Ray Lewis comes across the middle and knocks the fuck out of some running back from TCU. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that is right. That's a, that dude's in college and he weighs 20 pounds. Like, it's not, it's, I hate that shit, man. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, let's play the game and stop that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, people talk, people, I think, and it's funny when it comes to that. People just talk and they know that shit would never happen. That's what they talk. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, another thing, man, I was on Twitter and somebody was, uh, I was like, man, I was, I was, uh, Doing, I was tweeting some Kendrick Lamar rap lines from Good Kid, Mad City. Uh, one of my favorite uh, rap albums of the past probably four or five years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm a big fan of the guy. And, you know, I tweet the lyrics sometimes. And it's one of the reasons I miss Nick Jew because, you know, we would tweet the lyrics to each other and stuff from the skits and all that kind of stuff. And now I don't have anybody to do that with. Um, but, uh, so, so I was tweeting the lyrics about something and, um, I think I was like, uh, bitch, take those motherfucking pennies off. You ain't no none. 
shit. I think I tweeted that <laughs> part. And um, some dude was like, you know, it would be nice if uh, it's, it's what's amazing to me is Dr. Dre still hasn't found a protege that doesn't use the word, the N word and the B word. And it's 2012. What? Mm-hmm. Hey, where you come from? Mm-hmm. Where you come from? Where your grandmama stay? Where your mama stay? Yeah. Where you live at? Mm-hmm. Now, matter of fact, fuck all this talking. Hop out the van, homie. But go ahead, Karen. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I mean, the problem is that what the fuck that got to do with what you put out there? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the number one thing was, you know, he was saying, this is, I think it was a white dude. I don't remember. But I was like, yeah, man, here's the problem with that. Um, why are those words something that needs to stop being said? And he's like, well, you know, back in the day when Cube was saying it and Easy was saying, it, I mean, it had a purpose, it had a point, and uh, you know, it was the, all this shit. And I was like, um, it has a purpose and a point now, though. It sure does. It was like, well, they were more informing on the life that they were living, and then it's, I was like, that's exactly what this album is doing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was like, not not just that, but nigga and bitch are two of my favorite fucking words. I'm not giving those up. And he's like, well, you know, it's about the intelligence and shit. I was like, no, actually, it's very, very fucking intelligent to curse because it saves you a lot of time. Like, I don't have time. Of big ass words. Fuck that. You know what I mean. I don't have time to explain everything. Mm-mm. Like sometimes I'm exasperated, and you come over to me and say, "Hey, baby, can you help me with this thing right now?" And I say, "Honey, I am feeling a bit exasperated from work, and I have so much stuff going on, and I won't be able to do it. And just give me some time. I need time to think." Or I could say, "Fuck." Now that saved me a lot of words. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. It's yeah, just yeah, an just, economy of words. Yeah, just 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 like, you know, when somebody really, really getting on your nerves instead of going through this. You know what? Let's have this conversation because right now you are really making me angry. And this is why you can just turn your eye away, your eye sideways to him and say, Negro, please. So he says, um, you know, uh, like, yeah, you know, this uh, it would be nice if, you know, get away from the cursing and stuff. I was like, yeah, I, I, I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. And apparently these were the only two words he had problems with, right? As if uh, somehow eliminating the word bitch and nigga would eliminate misogyny and racism from society. Nope. Which is always, you know, my the funniest of the naive thoughts that people have about stuff like this. Where it's just like, come on, man. Are we really that fucking naive where, well, just don't say nigger and, and then it'll just stop. It's like, no. You don't say bitch and you'll still mean it with your mind if that's the kind of person you are. If you're the kind of person that is negatively looking at women as lesser than uh same bitch or not same bitch is not the difference you know i know it's so um so i was like okay here's the deal dog um i'm definitely uh, a fan of saying bitch i'm a fan of saying nigga um and this album is great and it is Mm -hmm. as profound if not more profound than some of cube's albums and all that shit so you just don't know what the fuck you're talking about he's like well i haven't actually heard the album why the fuck are we talking? I just responded back to him, nigga. You have not heard the album? <laughs> what are, what are you talking about? So I've only heard recipe. I'm like, well, then fucking listen to the album before you have a comp- uh, uh, anything to say about it. And it brought me to this bigger point. This is what really uh, hit it home for me, and it made me realize this happens with a lot of people. And I don't like this about a lot of people. And I wish people would stop. I hate how old people. Try to put away the toys of, like, negativity, quote-unquote, 
of of being young for everybody once yeah. they get old yes it's like well i'm 30 everyone i don't say nigger anymore can we y'all stop it's like well, who fucking told you you get to decide like you it's like well I, i've already had all the fun with the alcohol everyone needs to stop drinking yep you know what i mean like there's always those people in the party that are just like yeah uh you i noticed you guys are listening to some hip-hop music and uh, i listen to jazz now and i think people just need to grow up people will grow up on their own fucking pace and allow them to and i think the biggest problem that i have with it is that people act like other genre of music that's this out it's not misogynistic they act like they don't call women bitches and sluts they act like they don't you know what i'm saying so it's like well, well we're gonna be like to this. me it's not even a hip-hop thing it's old people old people do this true in oh, those yes, in yes. those other yes. genres there are older people who have been to all the parties they've cried they've uh followed the grateful dead uh, across yes. the fucking globe tree. smoking all types of dope and taking all kinds of pills and mm-hmm. tripping on acid and then they turn 40 and they got a fucking 401k and a health plan and suddenly the whole world needs to grow up because you fucking grew up and i say stop being so entitled you fucking prick like it's just not like it's very uh simple what is happening to you you think because you're mature that it was okay for you to listen to ice cube because you could find some type of excuse in your mind why saying nigga was completely relevant and necessary for him but not kendrick lamar because why it's 2012 and dr dre should have found a protege that doesn't say that man get the fuck out of here that shit is still relevant and it's still part of the lexicon and this is still part of this person's story and you can't deny this person's uh expression of how he lived his life and what he went through so no you don't get to tell everybody to put it away you're gonna bury the n-word next like no and i think the biggest problem i have is that when people come at you talking like this and just period know your shit like like it's nothing worse than talking to somebody and you look at them sideways and you like you're talking to me about some shit and you haven't even heard the fucking album why are we talking yeah that was the last thing i said was once he said he didn't like the album i was like nigga like what the fuck dog like how are you gonna tell me all this you got all these thoughts about what kendrick lamar needs to do you ain't even listen to the fucking album you mean you can't talk like you just got this sweeping stance on the word nigga and bitch like well then deal with it that's your fault yeah and then you only talking about only album on the part of album you listen to recipe and recipe has nothing to do with to me with the core storyline of what he's talking about exactly oh it's just it's not even on the fucking album no it's not like i even told him i was like you know that's not on the album right well i haven't heard the album son of a bitch okay that's when them shits make you want to roll your eyes yeah you, you know it's one it's, it's like it's, i wasn't following him but if i was unfollow yeah yeah and it's it, yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like one of them things where somebody wants to come and correct you and they wrong right and you like nigga if you're gonna come and correct me about some bullshit be right be right that's all be right know what you're talking about and be right yeah so i just completely was like i'm down with you um you say you had some random thoughts you wanted to do mm-hmm. all right let's 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 hit those up I went to, uh, I had a great time yesterday. Mm-hmm. I got my hair did. Mm-hmm. And after I got my hair did, which these were not my plans. Your mom was like, well, I'm going to get a pedicure and a manicure. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. I haven't had one in a while. Mm-hmm. And I know I've been working out stuff. You got to take care of your hands and your feet. Shout out, shout out, shout out to In the Bleachers. Um, and we went to the. I don't know how he's taking care of his feet. He has them in some Uggs, so I don't know how comfortable. <laughs> but he that does is. get pedicures and manicures. Oh, okay, go yes. ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, and 
we went to the uh place to get our nails and feet done mm-hmm. and most of these places are like uh well it just depends but the one we went to was like korean vietnamese kind of in uh, asian descent and um the girl was uh doing uh my hands Mm-hmm. And she, uh, oh, by the way, not, not, and uh, this is still irrelevant. They did a hell of a job. Oh my gosh. When they were doing my cuticles, mm-hmm. they, uh, were very meticulous about it. Like, oh, she, they got all up in them cuticles. Yes, they did. Okay. They was not fucking around. They was like, mm, you, you would not have a hangnail when I get through with your feet and hands. So I, it was, it was, I left a five dollar tip. I was like, y'all deserve every, every dollar of it. <laughs> um, cause it, it was beautiful. I will be back. Um, so it, it was, it was, it was a great experience, but the little girl, but that little girl, the younger girl mm-hmm. who was doing my hands, cause it's really neat. They got like this chair that they sit you in and the chair is like a massage chair. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and it ain't no cheap massage chair. Probably like one of them 2000 massage chairs where the, you know, the, the, the size open up like a DeLorean, like, <laughs> you know, when you got to sit down and I like, know what the fuck was going on. The $2,000 massage chair. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was wonderful. So how does your back feel? Does that help with any of that or no? It did. It did. Uh, it, and, um, uh, um, when you sit in it, it, it got like this big old tub at your feet, and it got like so you put your feet in there, and you know, it got jets in it, so your feet is like you know going on the jets, so your cues and get soft, and then um you're sitting in the chair, and the chair it it, it got like this thing that kind of goes up and down your spine and all that stuff, and then they when she um, was doing my hands, I call them oven mitts. They got like these things you stick your hands in, mm-hmm. and uh, they like warm your hands up to put plastic around them. But what had happened was the girl was um preparing my cuticles, and she put like a solution across my cuticles, mm-hmm. um to soften them up. Then she wrapped them up in a plastic bag, and then um you you put them in the little um a hand toaster thingies, and um it was hilarious because when she was putting them on, she missed. And when she missed uh my finger, the the, the, the like the little solution, she missed mm-hmm. my finger and it hit my lap. And when it did, I looked at her and she looked at me and she tried to keep a straight face because I know she didn't mean to do it. Yeah. But it was funny though because when I looked at my lap, I was like, Oh my gosh, this girl just shot sperm on my leg. <laughs> why did why it you looked say that? like sperm? Oh, okay. Because it was like soft, it was white and gooey, and it hit my leg, and then she took it and she wiped it up, and I started laughing. And she looked at me, and it was funny though, because she tried to keep her composure, mm. but I just busted out laughing. And like one of the older ladies looked at her like, Bitch, I know you ain't spending no shit on my customers. <laughs> but it was funny to me. Mm. And I and I don't know if she was thinking the same thing too, but she looked at me with that soft subtle smile like oops i'm sorry i was like okay that that's cool but but even better than that um uh i didn't realize that uh my racism is live and well oh <laughs> so, well, all the, the women in the shop were they uh jamaican no they was korean or asian oh, descent oh okay mm, all of them was and wow why what made you ever think your racism was not alive and well you do the show every <laughs> Every day, <laughs> yeah. But but when I'm out in public, I try to calm that racism down, mm-hmm. or either I just think it. I won't verbally say it in open mm-hmm. because what had happened was that I told you did, 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 did this uh, great, wonderful um, spaceship chair I was sitting in mm-hmm. had this remote on the side, and in the remote it had like upper body, lower body 
chest, mm-hmm. you know, back. It, you know, it was basically a full-fledged massage. Mm-hmm. And you can control it. And as he was doing this thing, it had like an image on the side so that you could see where you were getting massaged at, at all times. You can um, control the, the um, intensity and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, man, on the side of it, it was like punch, slap, flap, kick. It was like all these things that you could do with the chair. Punch, slap, kick. <laughs> I lie to you not. I lie to you not. And so I was talking to your mama. And before I know it, I say, oh, this is like karate moves. And I thought, oh, shit. I mean, <laughs> I said to myself. Oh shit, that did not come out of my mouth mm. in front of all these women. Mm. But they were so busy working. Either they heard me or ignored me. Or either they was like, I'm working for my tip. Fuck what you talk about. They probably was talking about y'all in Korean or whatever the fuck. Oh, you know they was. Hey, look at these niggas. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you know they was. But, but, but it wasn't on purpose. But before I knew it, it slipped because it did. It was like punch, yeah. slap, was like, box. Put, put some, uh, put some, some of that solution on her leg. I know, right? <laughs> We're gonna fuck your cuticles up talking about us like this. What did you hit those buttons? What did those buttons do? Oh, oh yes, I was playing the hell out of that thing with that thing. What did they um, do? It um, it with the chair. Mm-hmm. It it does certain things to the chair, like it like if you uh do upper back, lower back, it like goes up your back and goes down your back, and it has like these bottles. No, not those. The punch, slap, kick buttons. What do those do? Oh, it's the same thing. It it it, it does the chair. It 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 changes the way the chair interacts with your body according mm-hmm. to what you do. It's 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 like it does what a massage therapist does, but it's oh, okay. Chair. Like when they when they do the karate chop thing on your back, yes, and they do the slap. Yeah, the the chair the chair does the moves. Okay, you know. And it can go up your back and go down your your hips and it goes underneath your thighs like it was like a full fledged I told you like a spaceship chair mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful beautiful experience I was just a little racist and so that's probably another reason why I left did you the uh, did you thank them for uh, taking care of you by calling them chinks or something like that <laughs> no or? I did not <laughs> did you bow to them on your way out the door I did not I okay. did not at least not this time I had enough sense not to do that well, okay. <laughs> Uh, you got more random thoughts? I do, I do. Okay. Um, my next random thought was the other day I was here and I was chilling mm-hmm. and I looked down at the flow and this big ass bug cut across the flow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, what the fuck is that? Whatever it was, it was big enough for my ass to see. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh shit, motherfucker, you got to go. Yeah, because we don't play that. Now, unlike Chonilla.com, who appear to be pest enthusiasts, even uh, apologists, I would even say, that when they will allow rodents and lizards and shit in their house, they don't want to kill anything, apparently. They're shooing bats out very politely. We kill everything that comes in here that is not supposed to be here. Oh, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't play them games. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I don't play those games at all. And, um... What had happened was that I saw him, mm-hmm. and this thing, I know I had one can to spray, and I fucked around and found two, and I went in there like Ghostbusters. You was double, with, you was dual well I was double can. man, I was like, Now, what did this bug look like? This, do you, like, was it a rose? Was it, a- it looked like a big, big water bug, what people call a water bug. It was, fucking was huge. And what really tricked me out mm-hmm. was that I looked, 
I messed around and I don't know what I did. I turned around. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what the fuck it looked like right there. Whatever the fuck that right there is. Okay, a palmetto bug. Oh, and um, I t- I turned around and looked back up, and that fucker was on the ceiling. I was like, oh shit, this motherfucker flies. You got to fucking mm. die. And then me and my two barrels went up in the ceiling and shot all across the fucking ceiling. Yeah, nigga, you got to go. Now I, I'm just gotta say, now I came home that day, and Karen was at her class right and i hadn't checked my text messages but she had said she had killed a bug in the text message um so i come home and the first thing that as soon as i open the door is i just smell like <laughs> fucking like just bug spray i unleashed that shit it smelled like a bug spray nuke went off and and apparently uh it happened in our house <laughs> so i you know I, i'm like what the fuck is going on here and I took off my shades, uh, cause I was wearing shades, um, like Horatio, Miami CSI. Yes, you did. And do. I started putting together the crime scene, cause apparently Karen didn't, in her haste of murdering this bug, she did not have time to clean the, the bug. And I was like, fuck, I get uh, you when I get back out of class. Scene. <laughs> so I walk into the kitchen and there's literally a, uh, like just a puddle of bug spray on the kitchen floor. And then I look around, and there's, like, some on the ceiling above the refrigerator. So I'm like, okay, the bug must have went up there or something. I'm just putting together the entire crime scene. You know, I saw there was a suicide note that the bug wrote. Karen had tried to cover it up. Like that, uh, yes. Like, I'm killing myself with this bug spray. I'm tired of crew. <laughs> Goodbye, crew world. Um, but we could not find the bug. I don't know. I was so fucking pissed because when I tell you I unleashed two cans of bug spray on that fucker, I was like, "Oh no, you you got to go." And then I then it messed around and fell. And I heard it drop. I was like, Psh, "You get you getting everything." Yeah, that's scary when a bug is so big you hear it drop. And you know what? When I heard it drop, that's when I really started to panic. And not only did I really start to panic, that's that that, that that's when my 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 left and right started. Sh- I started shaking them up really really good to get be shaking the cans. I was shaking them cans hard. I was like, "Fuck this." All right, come on, Bug Spray. We got two of you. Got one left, one right. Hey, hey, hey. If it's more than one in here, I was like, all oh, these fuckers got to die. And I'm going to tell you a word out to the bugs. Bitch, go back home if you made it home and tell your family to the fuck out my house. Yeah, and I, I've investigated the whole crime scene, uh, traced the entire, you know, what must have been the conflict. I found a, <laughs> I found a weapon. I found the weapons and the murder weapons. The cans are still sitting out. And uh then I put my shades back on and I said Karen must have been bugging. <laughs> yes I was Shit, me and that bug both was bugging out. Was, he was trying to get away and I was trying to kill his ass. I was like, No, this no, not put like this. Not on my motherfucking watch. You got to die. Yeah, I don't know how people like like these people that like appease these pests and rodents that are like you shouldn't kill bugs you know they all serve a purpose mm-hmm. in god's plan and shit like that i don't know if they watch the butterfly effect too many times or something but mm-hmm. um who the fuck does not um kill bugs like i don't like if i was, and it doesn't matter to me there's no benevolent bugs in my opinion they all the fucking same mm-hmm. it, i'm like a bug racist you know it's like you, you your bug is close enough to me i don't care if it's a butterfly i will kill your ass for coming yeah, to my and, house and you know and, and i think that they it, i was already freaked out 
anyway that the motherfucker was big enough for me to describe it to somebody. That was that was issue number one. Mm-hmm. And then you got enough to have fucking wings and fly. That's the issue number two. I was like, oh fucker, you can fly. Hell no. Yeah, you are you weren't very good at describing the bug either for somebody that just tried to kill it. I was like, what kind of bug was it? <laughs> I don't know. It was a bug. It was big. I was like, Ken, what kind of bug was it? It was big. So you know, fuck. I hope we don't ever get. I hope we don't ever get robbed of some shit. Oh uh, well, can you describe the suspect? He was big. Uh, how tall? I don't know. He was big. You know what racist was? He was just a big ass person. I was traumatized. I was traumatized. Like, man, you gotta overcome this PTSD and tell me. I'm, she got me looking on top of the fucking cabinets for the bug and shit, trying to find the body. I'm like nigga, I don't even know what the fuck it looks like. like how you gonna I'm like, like you know that fucking when you see it, it's huge. Yeah. So yeah, that that's crazy. Uh, anything else, Karen? Or um, uh, let's see. Oh yeah. Uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um. And Roger was got on me about this. I didn't know. Roger told me. I said, "What you want to drink?" He said, "I want Coke and alcohol." Okay, I get you Coke and alcohol. Yeah, I don't. Now here's the thing: we have different, various kinds of alcohol. Typically, rum. Um, you know, try to keep a little bit of something to mix the rum with. Um, I don't like drinking it straight, but um, keep it in the house. And um, occasionally we run out. Karen doesn't tell me; she doesn't put it on the list. You know, sometimes she'll tell me, but you know, if I run, if I drink the last of the Kraken or Bacardi, I write the shit down. Like, okay, you know, this, I'm gonna need more of this, right? But Karen just won't, right? It's all alcohol to her. <laughs> So I bought some scotch uh for the first time uh, a few weeks back. Um so over there now I think we have sweet tea vodka mm-hmm. uh which I guess Karen stopped drinking. And uh-huh. have, it's almost gone. I got I got some more. Okay. All right. And then we have uh we have uh rum, Bacardi rum, we had some cracking. Mm-hmm. So Karen will say what do you want to drink before the show, you know, and I'm busy as fuck normally before the show. I'm over here getting all the, the articles together for guests to raise. I'm getting questions together for guests. I'm doing my random thoughts, getting our itinerary going, bringing up all the websites. I'm doing all this stuff, right? So uh Karen will be like, uh, what do you want to drink? And if I want like rum and coke or, you know, if it's Bacardi or Coke, even brandy and coke sometimes, I'm just like, Yeah, just coke and alcohol. You just mix it together. And uh, you know, typically she she's good about mixing it pretty strong now. She's gotten better. Um, so go ahead, Karen. I'm sorry. I said I just said alcohol uh and coke or something like that to Karen when she asked what I wanted. Yeah, so he was like, um, I called Nicole. I said, okay. I went in there and I realized that I think we drunk up the last of the rum. Yeah, and the, we cra- the cracking mm-hmm. uh, black spiced rum. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have no more Bacardi. Spiced by blacks, y'all. It's, oh, you, can't, it's, you can't go wrong with anything spiced by blacks. And it is so, it, it has a little small sweetness to it. It is excellent with Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, so I came in and Roger drank it. The show was over. We were sitting here. And I was like, oh, did you like that whiskey? He looked at me like I was crazy. I was like, what, what's, what's going on here? Number one, I have not bought any whiskey. Oh. Whiskey is a specific type of alcohol. Oh, my bad. And I knew that we didn't buy whiskey. So I was like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I did, I, so, okay, I did say whiskey. Okay. Yeah. I was like, whiskey? Like, what did you go buy some more alcohol <laughs> when I wasn't around? And you bought some fucking, some hard fucking whiskey, uh, slid some bourbon into my drink or some shit while I wasn't paying attention. Like, what? Why are we now having whiskey? <laughs> So, uh, that was why I looked at her like that. But then she was like, no, um, it's not, I, I guess it's not whiskey. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? We, I was like, what'd you put, uh, cracking in there? She's like, no, we're out. 
And I was like, well, what could it be? Oh, she put scotch in there. Now, for those of y'all that drink scotch, you know, you're not supposed to be drinking it. And no fucking uh, three with with one part ah! coke and three parts scotch. I did not know. Man, I was fucked up, man. I didn't even realize how fucked up I was on the show. I just thought my shit wasn't working as good. I was like, reading this is uh somehow the reading is <laughs> it's these, difficult to do. Yeah, I was like, these emails are getting hard as fuck to read. I don't know why I'm stumbling over these words so much. I was like, well, was like, you know, I'm just finishing my drinking shit, thinking I'm just drinking on. A little bit of rum and coke, man. I was drinking fucking straight scotch and a little and coke, like a splash of coke for coloring <laughs> yes, and scotch. To make a dog, a big ass cup of fucking scotch. I was like, God damn, I was <laughs> fucked up, man. I wasn't sure I could drive. I just stayed. I was like, I'm glad I drank it early. And it was right after playing basketball. I'm glad I ate something before we did that show. Because if I would have did that on empty stomach after playing basketball and drank that scotch, nigga, I might not be here today. <laughs> That much fucking scotch, man. Like, there's no one. He's supposed to sip it. I'm just sitting here slurping this shit up like Gatorade. <laughs> I didn't know, baby. I didn't oh, know. Man, Karen tried to kill me, y'all. <laughs> it wasn't on purpose, I promise you. So, yeah, if you go back and listen to yesterday's show, it don't sound too tight at the end. <laughs> there you go. Sound too focused. <laughs> yeah. I had never had mixed scotch before. People, I asked people on Twitter specifically how to drink scotch. Nobody said mix this shit with Coke. Not one. <laughs> Everybody's like, you just sip on it. You want to drink a little bit at a time. Just, you know, you got to pay attention and all this shit. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, I just drink fucking uh, four (laughs) cups of scotch and and a half a cup of Coke. The fuck? I'm pretty sure that's not anyone who wrote that one in. No, no, no. No no drink instructions for scotch and Coke. (laughs) There's not a recipe out there on the internet for that one. Yeah, I'm doing this show. I'm like, we got to wrap it up. My chest is burning. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, baby. The fuck is this? My chest is burning. My bad. Like I don't think my chest is supposed to be burning like this at this time in the morning. It's 10 a.m. <laughs> yes. So I just want to live. It's sizzling. What's going on here? Yeah, I need to lay down and shit. <laughs> almost like I was. I was. Uh, Karen went to, to go get her hair done and shit, and I like I was feeling sleepy. I was playing my video game, falling asleep. That never happens to me. <laughs> no, you don't I'm playing, sleep. I'm playing Borderlands 2 like this, you know, this shit really don't even matter, man. <laughs> I need to take a nap real quick. Eyes rolling in the back of my head. I was like, if I could just make it to this save point, I can just I'll be good. lay down for a second. <laughs> yeah, I might not make it. God damn. Anyway. But that, that, that's what happened. I'm My bad, sir. I, 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 it I, makes I, sense, I though. It makes sense now. So yeah, I thought it was whiskey. Tell you how much I know. I'm never listening to yesterday's show. I don't have. Maybe it was worse in my head or not. But if y'all want to see how professional I am, if that show sounds good, then y'all know I'm a beast. Because <laughs> the last half of that is Karen trying to take you out. For all I know, the last half of that show is like, listen, listen, you motherfuckers, listen, listen. listen. take me Denzel, Denzel is Malcolm X. Ah! <laughs> Denzel does not look like Martin Luther King. I'm t- <laughs> you gotta I love, believe me. I, I love, love you. y'all. I love y'all. I love you all. I love y'all. Sons of bitch. Yes, I can't make it without you. <laughs> Let me put my hand awkwardly on your shoulder as you stare at me while yeah. I'm drunk. You know, I'm tired of racism, y'all. Why can't everybody just be people? <laughs> Why we got to see color? I don't understand this. That's my white. That's my white drunkness. 
Yes. I don't see why everybody gets so caught in racism, right? I mean, look, you're black. Mm-hmm. I'm white. Yes, that's how it goes. But I don't care. I'm like, okay, Jeremy, just uh, just take your hand off of me, please. <laughs> I want me, bro, bro, bro. I love you, bro. Because <laughs> you know I, I love you. Love you and love doesn't have a color. Not, not only do I love you, bro. I love your lovely wife just beside you. Karen, 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 I love you too. I love, you're my brother, man. And that's all that matters. We're all brothers. It's like, all right, well, one of us is not getting pulled over for drunk driving tonight. Ah! And I'm not even drunk. I'm just saying. I'm getting pulled over either way. All right, um, you have more random thoughts? Mm, That was it. Okay, um, another thing I was doing, uh, last week, I've been doing, uh, training. Uh, this, I'm taking, uh, part of the responsibility for this guy's position and we're kind of switching some of what we do at work. And it, he's one of those people that are paranoid where they're paranoid about work. And I think everybody has a little bit of this. If they're any good at their job, you have a little paranoia that you're not doing a good job all the time. Like, or just like you, you wonder, you just want to make sure you're always doing a good job. And that's what keeps you doing a good job is because you worry about it. You go, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I hope I did that right. Uh, don't want to mess this up. Let me double check this thing. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of, you don't want to make mistakes at work, you know, mm-hmm. and you will make mistakes, but you just don't want to make them and you don't want them to be too bad. That's so, right. I feel like everybody has that, but this guy has it like times 20, right? And what I mean by that is he seems to be so insecure and unsure of what the plan is around him. Mm-hmm. You know, like basically he's an older guy and they're asking him to learn some new tricks, you know, learn some new systems and all this stuff. And uh I guess either it wasn't happening for him or he's one of those people that uh it may have been happening, but he was kind of complaining about it as it was happening. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talking to him, he seems to know everything pretty well, but he just sound like but but he just always talks about it like he doesn't like, I don't know if this is right. I don't know if that's right. It's like. Well, you're the guy who works on this account, so mm-hmm. you would know all the ins and outs. You're just doing it in a different system, so, you know, you, you, you know. You know, and he's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, right? So, I go to trade with him, and it's, it started off difficult, man. Because every question I ask, because I'm learning for myself, right? I don't know the answer to these questions. I'm asking him for the answer. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, he took them as accusations or questioning his ability to do the job. Mm-mm, he just wanted a better understanding. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, so when you do this, is this the thing that happens after that? And then he's just like, uh, well, I mean, what, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I know, but I mean, you think it's right? What do you think? I'm like, I don't nigga, know. I'm learning from you. That's right. You teaching me right and wrong right now. So. You know, I it, 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 you can't be, um, you know, this is not the time Mm-mm. for for us to have a dick pissing contest. You know? I know it's so. Like, dude, you need to fucking um, let me know uh, if it's right or wrong and not ask me if I'm questioning you or trying to determine if you're fucking up. I don't know if you're fucking up, man. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, okay, uh, well, this is the way I do it. But hell, I could be wrong. What do you know? You know what? What do you think? I'm like. Man, if you don't stop asking me what the fuck I think. Oh, when I don't know, that's why I'm asking your ass. Yeah, it's like, nigga, I just don't know the answer to whatever you're talking about. Let's, can we just start with that, you know, and just continue on? And it's like, so training got to be like ridiculous, man. And then like the other thing is, 
um and we all work with these people i just i'm not one of these people but i i can i can try to fit in when i you know have to but i i'm i'm not one of those people that complains about my job on the job Mm-mm. and it's not out of some like oh i think they're going to get me shit i don't it's just that it doesn't help anything no it does not you know it's not like you can complain your way into the job working good for you it's like if you have a negative attitude about the job and then who needs to know that other than you you know say that again and i don't give a fuck no one gives a fuck everyone's dealing with the same shit so it's not like you're you know you have a specific special set of circumstances that somehow uh you know make your job crazy and my job is just easy as fuck so it's like he's talking it and then like every once in a while he'll just stop and be like if i'm doing a bad job then they just need to tell me i'm like what well look if you're gonna be replacing me then you need to just they need to just come out and tell me who said anything about that did they tell you i'm doing a bad job i'm like what the fuck how do you look i thought you were teaching me how to look something up in the system (laughs) i was like look man they haven't told me anything just just please teach me how to do what i'm supposed to do because now this is part of my job and they're asking me to take this on I don't have time to ask about how you're doing and what your job is. They don't give a fuck about me. They don't give a fuck about like you. you. They're not going to tell me what you're doing good and what you're doing bad. They're just saying you need to do this, yes or no. And I go, yes, because I want to keep having a job. Like, n- there's no grand conspiracy or soap opera melodrama going on in the background to sabotage you from getting your job. Like, no, everybody is just trying to make the shit work and you're having a hard time so i they're bringing me in to do what you're having a hard time with and you're gonna end up doing what i do it should all work out i don't know anything more than that yeah and sometimes i think too when you deal with people period um i've seen it happen with younger people but Mm. it happens a lot more with older people um especially if you're younger than them for some reason it's like an intimidation like you're going to replace me and take me even if it's not the situation right. i've seen situations where i've seen people purposely train people wrong i've seen people purposely give people wrong notes i've seen people pur- purposely just do everything they can to to just sabotage these people and the people come back and go to the boss and super they were like why are you doing this this is what i've been taught this is these are my notes right it's like well oh that's wrong well you you need to go back to the person that trained me yeah, and that's the thing. I'm just asking because when I do this shit later for myself, I just want to know if I'm doing it right or wrong. Mm-hmm. So if I ask you a question, you know, let's get to the we're on the same team is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm but trying to learn like from that. you. If you know, if I come to you and say, hey, what about this provision in the contract? Well, hell, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the time is, you know, when the things get like this, I'm like. Hey man, I hey, I'm with you. Like we are in this shit together. We on the same side. This is not about either I'm not trying to make you look bad. You're not trying to make me look bad. We have to work together because we both want to keep working. Like if this shit doesn't work, I don't know what the next step is. Maybe the next step is they just go, "Okay, well one of y'all got to go or something or yeah. you know, like let's get the shit together. Let's get it working." And my thing is that a lot of people fail to realize if they're going to let you go, that's not a damn thing you could do about it like literally so you know and people like walk around panicking asking questions i don't give a shit if you know guess what you don't know just like i don't know and if i do know i wouldn't say anything because it's just now yeah that that is the other thing too let's say he's right and i'm part of this conspiracy to get rid of him 
Why the fuck would I tell him that? Yes. You know what I mean? It's not like you definitely won't teach me shit. Like if there's obviously this big ass conspiracy, like we're going to get his ass out of here, Rod, you are on point. You're going to learn this shit and get him the fuck out of here. We're telling you about our secret plan. And he turns around and goes, y'all going to get rid of me? Hell yeah. Like I like that shit wouldn't work. Like it doesn't even make sense. All right. Speaking of not making sense, I've been watching the show Revolution for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm all caught up on it. And uh they did a background story on this woman who's like was uh, well I, I Revolution is a show where the power for the entire world goes out. There's no mm-hmm. electricity. And the whole time you're trying to figure out why it went out. People are trying to get it turned back on. There's a bunch of different moving parts to it. It has one of the worst protagonists in the history of TV shows. This girl named Charlie who is the worst. fucking frustrating to watch. She's like Scooby-Doo if he wasn't able to make jokes. Yes. Like all you do is fuck up the missions and then I, I just want you to die. Um, so yeah, she, so, so that they're, they're doing this, uh, like background of, uh, what happened before the lights went out. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of the people, they show like this scientific, like research study they're doing where they were trying to like, you know, make electricity batteries that you don't have to plug in the shit or something. And they had the opposite effect. They ended up figuring out how to turn off the power. Right. Okay. Um, by accident, you know, and of course that would be a huge weapon that the government would be interested in everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the department of defense head comes in and, and he's seeing like how they can, you know, use this, um, technology to turn off all the power and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, he's like, Oh, cool. You know, we could definitely fund this research, buy this product. And just about then the, the one scientist that was not in the room at the time, she comes in and she's like, what's going on here? And like, oh, this guy's from the Department of Defense. We're just showing him the, you know, how, where, the progress we are on this thing and, you know, the technology we discovered. She's like, can I talk to you privately? So she takes the other, the other scientist out and she, and that's her husband, right? And she's like, why do you have the Department of Defense in here? You know, they're just going to use this for a weapon. And he's like, well, we're behind on bills. You're pregnant. We can't, uh, we'll be out of, we won't even be able to fund this study in a month because we already owe people and we're going to close the door. We won't be able to, you know, to afford anything. And she's like, you cannot deliver a weapon like that into somebody's hands. They're just going to exploit it, blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, this seems to be a theme that happens in a lot of science fiction. A yes. lot. Like, I, where are the scientists that are like, fuck yeah, we're about to get paid? Because I think oh, that's... Oh, they got that too. But it's never in the movie. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, no, because they, they want you to think the scientists are just and they always are for the well-being of the people. Yeah. Man, there's some scientists it's somewhere been in some shit that would probably could, could fuck you up with the blink of an eye, but you never know. Like, they try to make all scientists benevolent, but it's like true you know like like they give this science some type of moral code or some shit yep it's like but that's not what science is really about like science is about right and wrong it's about experimentation it's about theory um you know it's it's about trying to figure out the truth of things not the for good or for bad of things so yeah i don't i don't really believe them when they say that Mm -hmm. shit where it's like oh you're gonna use this as a weapon Never on my watch over my dead body. It's like, no, if you told me that shit, I'd be like, 
dog we accidentally created a weapon you know what that means millions of dollars call the army <laughs> call the army dog like i don't care what we are it's like well we're trying to invent a new color of kool-aid that has never been done before but instead we created a super explosive high density alloy that will make bullets go through tanks i'll be like they taste like kool-aid yeah i'll be like uh call call the army call call them now <laughs> No, don't, no, don't. Why are we still talking? Have you emailed the army yet? Oh, could you imagine? Oh, I've been shot. Oh, but it tastes like cherry red. Oh, <laughs> taste of blood. Mm. <laughs> oh no, they're shooting the cherry bullets at us. Run, run! Wait a minute, I'm a diabetic. I'm a diabetic. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that I, I just thought that that, that is a tired ass cliche that of course cannot really yeah. exist in life because too much. Too much weapon, like even uh, Tony Stark in Iron Man, who made his living on weapons, as soon as he invents the ultimate weapon, he's like, no one can have this because it's just too powerful. It's like, niggas sell that. That's how you got rich, isn't it? Oh, you finally realize your bullets hit things? Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I have a crisis of conscience. Uh, people apparently are no, using these and, bullets to kill people. And the thing is that a lot of this has nothing to do with reality because, man, if you go back... In science and doctors and things like that, and hear about the cruel, cruel shit that they did to people. Yeah, and well, here's the thing: in movies, there's either the mad scientist who's just a warmongering piece of shit that just wants to kill everybody, and he's going off the reservation, and now he's put the whole world in jeopardy because of his own vendetta against whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. There's that scientist, or then there's the benevolent. Oh, I wouldn't hurt a butterfly. I just accidentally invented a nuclear weapon that is the size of a quarter. Like, there's that scientist, and I'm like, those both don't make sense to me. I think most scientists are just like, yeah, my job is to make better ways to kill people, and the end of the day, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, man. So I got another um random thought. I got some quick ones. I need to put these on my blog, by the way. Um, you know, speaking of di- uh, of of having diabetes, Karen, mm-hmm. what is better than a frozen Twix bar? And don't say not having diabetes because we both know that's not true. <laughs> you take a Twix bar and put that shit in the freezer. Mm, yeah, the freezer. And you come back and eat it later. Mm. So that good. shit is marvelous. I do that with all. Oh, I do it with Snickers. I do it with M and M's. I do it with Reese's Pieces cups. I do it with cookies. Fuck mm-hmm. it. I, it. It's just something about it being frozen and you just biting into that cold, crisp peanut butter and chocolate. I cannot explain it. It's beautiful. Um, another thing, another random thought. Quick shots. Quick shots. Um, the term emoticon. You know, it means those smiley faces and stuff um, on the internet that you use for expressing yourself. Doesn't this sound like the name of a really sensitive-ass Transformers character? <laughs> yeah, it's like Optimus, <laughs> Bumblebee, Ratchet, and Emoticon roll out. Oh, uh, could you imagine Emoticon? You, you said, how do you feel? It's been ha Oh, yeah. Emoticon said... Uh, yes emoticon <laughs> surprise yeah <laughs> i just keep changing smiley faces yes <laughs> oh but yeah i thought that i thought that that was funny um all right man let's go ahead and get into some articles we got things to talk about karen 
um some really important things and uh oh and someone finally true says carrying your camera is on time delay uh just to let you know nigga there's nothing we can do about that so thanks all right now (laughs) oh let me just put turn the camera speed button up i didn't realize it was down (laughs) oh man um did you hear about this apparently um because he could not control his penis your dick is not your friend no it's not fbi uh uh, the cia director david petraeus uh got caught up in an affair Mm -hmm. um the fbi investigation that led to the discovery of cia director david petraeus's affair with author paula broadwell was sparked by suspicious emails that initially did initially did not contain any connection to Petraeus. U.S. law enforcement and security officials told uh, the news on Saturday. But the CIA director's name unexpectedly, unexpectedly turned up in the course of the investigation. Two officials and two other sources briefed on the matter said. So they weren't even looking for him. He just happened to get caught up. And they were ah. just looking at some emails for something else. What, Karen? He used company emails. Well, I think all government emails are able to be, um, like subpoenaed and read, mm-hmm. um, as part of like the Freedom of Information Act. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'll get, I'm guessing these are government emails. You're not yeah. supposed to be reading people's private emails. Mm-hmm. It was an issue with two women and they stumbled across the affair with Petraeus, uh, a U.S. government security for- source said. The Washington Post reported on Saturday that the FBI probe was triggered when Broadwell sent threatening emails to an unidentified woman close to the CIA director. So keep in mind, General Petraeus, a director of the CIA, he has a wife. Mm-hmm. He has an affair with Paula Broadwell, who apparently is an, an author. Okay. So his jump off, Paula Broadwell, because what did I keep telling y'all niggas, all all this fucking is a relationship. Yes, it is. And y'all in denial, all this jump off rules and all that bullshit. Um, I'm sure Chris is going to talk about the jump off rules today. It's all bullshit because nobody believes in this shit. You put yourself at risk the second you put your dick in somebody. Uh, so apparently... um Paula Broadwell, the jump off, emailed threats to a per a woman who was working at the CIA, I guess, too, mm-hmm. who was close to um, Petraeus. So this would be like jump off number two. You see what I'm saying? Like oh. not his wife, some other woman that she thinks is you know involved in this shit or too close to him and she's threatening her now too wow yeah yeah exactly um all right so uh the the woman went to the fbi because you're being threatened Yes. Right? So she went to the FBI, was traced the threats to Broadwell, and then uncovered explicit emails between Petraeus and Broadwell. Uh, attempts by uh, the news and other media outlets to reach Broadwell, you know, uh, the author of, who was the, an Army Reserve officer, and the author of the biography of Petraeus. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, Man, this is yeah, that's crazy, man. So, I guess the woman who writes the autobiography or the biography might, you know, got to get close to the subject and maybe 
ask some questions get mm-hmm. to know everything about him mm-hmm. let her put his let him put his dick inside her you know gotta gotta figure out the whole story Karen. the whole story the FBI and CIA declined to comment on Saturday. Many questions in the case remain unanswered publicly, including the identity of the second woman, the precise nature of the emails that launched the FBI investigation, and whether U.S. security was compromised in any way. Nor is it clear why the FBI waited until Election Day to tell U.S. Na- Director of National Intelligence James Clapper, who sees the oversees the CIA and other intelligence agencies, about an investigation involving Petraeus. So that's now that's more speculation. They're saying like, why didn't they just tell them? you know during the election it's like well you know why one uh or at least they're they're leading us to be like well you know why uh it's because obama wants to be reelected, and this would affect his chances that's what they want us to think now personally we don't know that shit but that's true that's why they asked it that way um so nor is it clear why they waited to election day uh to tell the u.s director of national intelligence james clapper who oversees cia and other intelligence agencies about his investigation involving portrayals the cia director announced his resignation suddenly on friday acknowledging the extramarital affair saying he showed extremely poor judgment so i um, wonder if that's going to be a i think they should release his biography again and add an extra chapter about this oh yeah you know epilogue i couldn't control my dick y'all Oh, yeah, and have her continue to write it. She didn't wrote it this far. Right. Everything I said before was bullshit, and uh, she's actually sucking my dick right now. So as you're reading this, ah! my dick is in her mouth. Uh, the CIA director announced his resignation. Okay. The developments likely ended the public career of one of the United States' most highly regarded generals who was credited with helping pull out pull Iraq out of a civil war. Um, meanwhile, new de- de- details emerged on Saturday about developments in the final days leading to his departure. Clapper was notified by the FBI on Tuesday evening around 5 p.m. Just as returns in the U.S. presidential election were about to come in about the situation involving Dr. Petraeus. I mean, Director Petraeus, a senior intelligence official said Clapper and Petraeus then spoke that evening in the following morning. Uh, the White House was notified on Wednesday. Uh, Director Clapper, as a friend and a colleague and a fellow general officer, advised Director Petraeus that he should do the right thing and he should step down. So I guess he did the right thing and stepped down. Uh, that's pretty obvious. Um, let's see. Uh, on Wednesday, Clapper notified the National Security Council at the White House that Petraeus was considering resigning. President Barack Obama should be informed. That's what he said. Tell the president. U.S. law enforcement and intelligence officials agreed to discuss the Petraeus matter only after the condition, only on the condition of an anonymity because of the issue sensitivity and because it is a subject of law enforcement investigation. So that's why you don't have any names attached to the sources in there. Okay. Uh, once Petraeus' name came up in the investigation, the importance of the FBI query was immediately escalated as investigators became concerned that the CIA chief somehow might have been compromised. So maybe someone saying, I, I'll leak. That you're having an affair unless you, mm-hmm. you know. Trying to blackmail. Yeah. Um, however, the official and two sources briefed on the matter said no evidence had turned up suggesting Petraeus had become vulnerable to espionage or blackmail. At this point, it appears unlikely that anyone will be charged with the crime as a result of the investigation. The FBI investigation began fairly recently, months ago rather than years ago, when Petraeus would still have been in uniform as one of the U.S. Army's top field commanders. Uh, Representative Peter King, Republican chairman of the House of Representatives Homeland Security Committee, said in an interview on MSNBC, the FBI was investigating or monitoring the director of the CIA for four to five months. So this is not something that, you know, it looks like it's pretty recent. 
that they found this out because you can't control the person you're fucking. Mm-mm. That's just the, and that's not something on some like that's a diss to you or you 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 a man and you can't control. I'm telling you, it's impossible to control the person you're fucking. So, you know, all these affairs are risky to me. Like all this shit is a risk. Like it's not people come up with all these rules and all this. Uh, this is the way that you don't get called and this is the no dog. This this is just the the way shit goes is because. Uh, you actually have no fucking control over what somebody is going to do. Uh, you just got to deal with it. Yep. And like you said, the, the sad part about it, the reason why I think he should have been fired. How are you going to be over the CIA and you not be convert convert? Yeah. Now, see, that's the thing. Because people are like, well, he uh, got fired for having an affair or he resigned for having an affair. I was like, no. Here's the thing. If I'm the president and you walk in my office and you say, hey. I got to resign. I say, why? Because I'm having an affair and uh, just, you know, morally I'm wrong. I'll be like, get your ass back to work. You don't know. You're, you're the director of the CIA. I expect you to have several affairs going on at all times. I expect you to be uh, just an underha- underhanded, seated piece of shit. Continue to do as you do, sir. No disrespect. You know, I expect you to keep working. Um, but... If you say, uh, hey, um, I got investigated by the FBI and it's about to come out that I had an affair, then I would be like, you got to you gotta quit. Mm-hmm. It was like, you shouldn't have got caught. True. You're the CIA director. The only thing I ask about my CIA, for my CIA, I don't ask that y'all be morally above the board. I simply ask that you don't get caught doing the dirty shit that you do. That's it. That's all I want to say. Yeah, you send teams of people out there that nobody ever sees. Come on, dog. Radar Online says the four-star general turned spy chief at 60 had an, alleged, an illicit relationship with the married Paula Broadwell. So everybody married in this shit. Wow. During which he sent her a barrage of explicit emails, including explicit ones about having sex under the desk. Oh, at his job. I guess so. Petraeus oh, is getting it in, dog. Covert, ain't they? Yeah, he's he's like under the desk is the most secret way to do it. Now, why am I sending this from trap door underneath his desk? Why am I sending this from my dot gov email? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I I should know better. That you know. Um, the other thing that's funny about this too, though, is um, I guarantee he wasn't. This wasn't the only woman he was knocking off. Mm. That's why like, she sent that one to the other one. Yeah, and and, and somebody was talking to someone yesterday. It's like, well, what kind of game could he have? I mean, to get all these women. He's a CIA fucking. He's a the person over the CIA. He got power, right? You walk up to a chick in a bar. I'll tell you a good come up line is, uh, you got any? You got a criminal record? How would you like to not have a criminal record? I know what's so. You getting some that night, dog? Hey, girl. What's your credit score? You want to have it erased? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I saw you got... Like, I would walk up to women already knowing all that shit. Like, I see you having problems with your uh, baby's father. I mean, you the CIA. I mean, shit, you know everything about everybody. Yeah. Fourth restraining order this week, huh? Mm-hmm. How would you like to never have to worry about seeing him again? I know so. I could take care of that for you, girl. Yeah, how, how would you like to be... To guarantee he gonna pay the rest of that child support. Right. <laughs> I see you didn't. I see you didn't file taxes in two thousand four. 
But uh, I can make I can clear that up with the IRS right away. Just uh, power dog. That's yeah. kind of stupid ass question is that. So um, this is what I thought was funny. This is the New York Times, y'all. The New York Times, okay. New York Times has like a, a like an advice column. People write in and they ask for advice. I'm not making this up. This is in the New York Times. You can go to NewYorkTimes.com. I will put the link uh, in the chat right now for people that want to see it. But I could not believe this shit, dog. Um, just insane. Um, someone writes in for advice. And the title of this is My Wife's Lover. Okay. Okay. My wife is having an affair with a government executive. His role is to manage a project whose progress is you seen. Sure this ain't the CIA person. I'm just reading. Okay. His role is to manage a project whose progress is seen worldwide as a demonstration of American leadership. This might seem hyperbolic, but it is not an exaggeration. I have met with him on several occasions and he has been gracious. I doubt if he is aware of my knowledge. I have watched the affair intensify over the last year. I have also benefited from his generosity. He is engaged in work that I am passionate about and is absolutely the right person for the job. I strongly feel that exposing the affair will create a major distraction that would adversely impact the success of an important effort. My issue Should I acknowledge this affair and finally force closure? Should I suffer in silence for the next year or two for a project I feel, I felt might, I feel might succeed? Should I be true to my heart and walk away from an entire miserable situation and put the episode behind me, name withheld? Now, tell me that don't sound like the husband of this author. Writing in about the affair with her and Petraeus. Yes, yeah, I, you know, I bet you, it would not surprise me if this dude put this out there. Yeah, like I, wow. this what it sounds like to me. So the obviously the reply, you know, because he's in the vice column. Uh, it says don't, and, and now see, I wonder if this is what started it. Is like this person gets this. Uh, like whoever gets this advice column, they mm-hmm. get this. And so then they send this to, like they start sending it out to their contacts, like, hey, who could this be in the and government? Start investigating. Because yeah. this could be step one of blackmail. Mm-hmm. Like to me, if I'm going to blackmail somebody and they're like, fuck you, you're not going to do shit, just shut the fuck up. I'm like, okay, I know ways to make you squirm. I'm going to send this into the New York Times. And got I'm, I'm, millions of readers. Yeah, I'll keep it uh, anonymous enough, but I'm going to make sure that uh, you know that but I'm I, talking about you and I could unveil this and fuck your whole life up. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, that's when you have to resign because you are compromised. Mm-hmm. Now you do have a secret that you don't want to get out there and somebody who is willing to put it out there. So now you're fucked. And unless you got to use the CIA resources to kill a nigga, it's, it's a wrap. <laughs> um, so the, the answer they, they said in the advice column, don't expose the affair in any high profile way. It would be different if this man's project was promoting some contextually hip, hypocritical family values platform. But that doesn't appear to be the case. The only motive for exposing a relationship would be to humiliate him and your wife. And that's never a good reason for doing anything. Well, speak for yourself. Um, ah! 
this is between you and your spouse you should tell her you want to separate just as you would if she were sleeping with the mailman the idea of suffering in silence for the good of the project is illogical how would the quiet divorce of this man's mistress hurt an international leadership initiative he probably he'd probably be relieved i don't know because he's also married so Yes, sir. You know, he probably would not be relieved that she's now newly mm-hmm. single and looking to wife like, hey, let's make this shit real. Because, you know, a lot of times people are having these affairs, they're lying to each other. Like, oh, you know, we're the ones that should be together if my husband and your wife would just disappear with all this shit. And it's like, OK, well, I got rid of my husband. What's up? Oh, yeah. About that right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I really didn't plan on leaving my spouse for you. Yeah. I was just talking. This is awkward. Those were... Very, very awkward. That is my after-orgasm uh, talk. Those don't count. So... Yeah. Um, I just only believe that. Go wash that blood off your hands, and they'll be coming to arrest you soon. Yeah. Um, blood? Karen, when did this turn to a murder? Mm-hmm. I was saying got rid of your wife by divorce. <laughs> okay, learn a lot about Karen just now. No, I thought you meant murder. Mm-mm, mm-mm, I see. My bad. Uh, the fact that you're willing to accept your wife's infidelity for some greater political good is pro- beyond honorable. In fact, it's so over the top honorable that I'm not sure I believe your motives are real. Part of me wonders why you're even posting this question, particularly in a column that is printed in the New York Times. Your dilemma is intriguing, but I don't see how it's ambiguous. Your wife is having an affair with a person you happen to respect. Why would that last detail change the way you respond to her cheating? Do you admire this man so much that you haven't asked your wife why she keeps having sex with him? I halfway suspect you're writing this letter because you want specific people to read this column and deduce who is involved and what's really going on behind closed doors without actually addressing the conflict in person. And that's not ethical either. But I'm going to publish this to help your ass out. Right. Wow. That's what they wrote. No, I I, I added the last. OK, sentence. I'm about to say. No, I'm saying that the New York Times is having a hard time moving copy. I'm pretty sure they didn't mind. I'm about to say New York Times wrote that. They was on they, they was on their game. Well, they did write the that's not ethical either. OK, but then I added the but I'm going to publish this anyway and uh, get, us, <laughs> get us some sales, you know, get us some good advertising. Of hits. course. But yeah, I just thought that was crazy, man. What a fucking insane turn of events man like the director of the cia is being put on front street by his fucking jump off and her husband mm-hmm. like just he really chose the wrong one to put the dick in but i mean honestly this could happen with anybody y'all that's that's my whole point man yes, like, sir this shit could happen with anyone just people out here always talking about the science of cheating and shit it's like no nigga there's no science like Mm-mm. you are trusting another person uh this is a quick one i just thought this was interesting uh there's an article uh with alternate history maps of the u.s presidential ele- uh, election mm-hmm. and it's like what would have happened if only men could vote what would have happened if uh of if, if, if black people couldn't vote and like the different states that would have been blue and which ones would have been red mm-hmm. and i just thought it was interesting man like just okay crazy that uh details well i mean i don't have you know i don't i don't have time i mean go look it up y'all okay it's it's, like we could be talking about which state would do this and that all but it's just like you know the the one where if only men of all races could vote there's you know more blue um and mixed in the map than um 
you know, the current, uh, then what will happen if, uh, like only white men can vote? There's like, uh, maybe 10 blue states in all of the fucking country. Mm-hmm. Like even Hawaii and shit. <laughs> like, it's just crazy how, um, shit changes, man, the, the based on, uh, you know, who would be able to vote, like, mm-hmm. and how, you know. Yeah, because everybody's interest is not the same, because men, in general, don't give a fuck about women's rights, women's issues, and all this other bullshit. Well, speaking of white men voting, Papa John's nigga back in the news, y'all. What's he talking about? Uh, Papa John's CEO, John Schneider, says company will reduce workers' hours in response to Obamacare. Nigga. Now, I like how he thinks this is somehow good publicity for him. Yes, it's not. Like, that's what's weird to me is that he thinks this is, like, endearing him with a part of the population. Like, almost like Chick-fil-A and gay marriage, where maybe he feels like this is helping me out with a lot of people who are anti-Obamacare, and they will continue to buy my pizza. People going to pop Papa John's regardless. But if you eat nothing but Papa John's pizza, you're going to need some Obamacare. I, Eventually. Yes, you will. In the wake of the president's re-election, one CEO is doubling down on his criticisms of Obamacare. Papa John CEO John Schneider, uh, or Snatter, I don't know how you pronounce it, said his, his plan, he plans on passing the cost of healthcare reform to his business onto his workers. Uh, and that's the thing, like, uh, to me, this is why you have to make people do it because he's demonstrating the idea to me that these big business has no morals. No, and not only there's no country responsibility to big business. They don't believe in helping out the fellow man. They just believe in making the most money possible. Yes. So by his unwillingness to actually take on any measure of sacrifice for the employees that I'm sure he tells them he loves them and they're great mm-hmm. and they're the best thing of his business, for him to be unwilling to take on even a little bit of sacrifice to even share in the responsibility of it to me is exactly why you have to have these uh this type of measure because he's telling you i do everything i can to not take care of my employees this is the only thing i care about is not taking care of them yes and and i think the the biggest issues that i have with this is that for most people they don't even work enough hours anyway to even get health care and so basically you're talking about that middle management we talked about before, upper management. Those are the people that you're really talking about. You're not really talking about your hourly wage employees because most of them don't make enough to get insurance. Yeah, like, dude, we just want some pizza. That's it. We don't give a fuck about nothing else. Just make pizzas. Yeah, like he tried to turn it into, well, pizza, my, my pizzas are going to go up by 11 to 14 cents per pizza. You it's think like, I give a fuck? Nobody cares, dog. Nobody cares. They okay? still clicking. Uh, this is the same country where being a fucking delivery driver is still the fifth most dangerous job in the nation. Yes. So I think I got to roll with the I'll give you the 11 cents if that's what's keeping him from getting health care. Um, Papa John CEO, John Sanders, said he plans on passing. OK, yeah. Um, as a result of the president's reelection, the Naples News reports uh, Snatter. Made headlines over the summer when he told shareholders that the cost of the Papa John's will increase 11 to 14 cents per pizza uh, due to Obamacare. It's a, I got in a bunch of trouble for this, he said, referring to the comments he made in August. That's what you do is you passed on cost. Unfortunately, I don't think people know what they're, go- what they're going to pay for this. 
Snyder went on to say he's neither in support nor against the Affordable Care Act. Word. You against that bullshit. Why else would you come out and publicly say this? Even admitting that the good news is 100% of the population is going to have health insurance. But he's not the only one in the chain restaurant industry to admit that working workers' hours may be reduced. Since Obamacare mandates that only employees that work more than 30 hours a week are covered under their employees' health insurance plan. Um, so what he's saying is... I'm going to make sure people work less than 30 hours so I don't, so my company doesn't have to give them health insurance. For example, even offer it to them, right? Right. Yeah. For example, Darden Restaurants, the parent company of Olive Garden and Red Lobster, has already experimented with reducing workers' hours in anticipation of the legislation. Others have responded to the adding, added cost of Obamacare. Uh, more harshly, including Applebee's franchise owner Zane Tankel, who said his company won't hire new workers because of the law. So no new workers at Applebee's, um, apparently. But uh, let me tell you something. I've worked in the service industry. Turnover is so great that if you, you don't gonna, hire no employees. Your shit going to go out of business. Yeah, it'll be two people in there working the shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're going to have to hire somebody new. Um, just this week, a Georgia business owner also claimed uh, he cut employees due to Obamacare. but And in fact, had specifically laid off those who he thought voted for President Obama. Nigga, what? <laughs> I want to know how he... He's just like, uh, I just laid off the black people, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. it says, uh, a man claiming to be a Georgia small business owner said he fired some employees and cut hours for others because of President Barack Obama's re-election. The man identified himself as Stu without giving a last name and said he owns a small aviation services company. He told C-SPAN's Washington Journal that he simply can't afford to run his business if he has to comply with the Affordable Care Act. Yesterday, I called all my part-time employees in and said that because Obama won, I was cutting your hours from 30 to 25 a week, so I would not fall under the Obamacare mandate. And my thing is that you can do this shit and not make it public. Yeah, that this just is like you do. People do this all the time, right? And um, it says I had to lay two full timers off to get under the fifty-person cap. I tried to make sure that the people I had to lay off voted for Obama. Um, and you ought to get fucking sued for that bullshit right there. Yeah, and um, uh, quick, you know, this like what does that mean, really? What does that translate to? Um, it's quick. It's pretty simple to me, uh, people. Um. They mad. Yes, they angry. They are highly upset. It was like, ah, they was like, because we lost, we're going to make motherfuckers suffer. Yeah, they mad. That's why they telling the news. Like, it's one thing to be mad. Like, it's one thing to do these things, like Karen said, and do it covertly, and no one knows about it. do this all the time. I mean, it's business sense to try to do what profits the business. They cut, they slice, they do this all the time. So, to me, this is not new, but for the fact that you're fucking making it public, like you want to put people on public display. Yeah. Um... Another not surprising news. Uh-huh. Former GameStop vice president Chris Oliveira or Oliveira, I'm sorry about that, Oliveira, has pleaded guilty to embezzling two million dollars from the world's biggest game retailer. <laughs> not surprised. Me either, sir. They've already embezzled 
millions of dollars from gamers by under underpaying for for games that just came out and making you overpay for low quality broken used games all the time and then they don't even check to see if there's a book inside mm-hmm. the shit or if there's scratches on it anymore yeah we don't even fuck with GameStop like that no more yeah they just have terrible quality of their re of their games that they resell like like the odds are you're buying a broken fucked up game with yes. all the shit missing yes because they'll take anything back now yes when it used to be i mean i talked about this years ago when you went to GameStop, they were so fucking meticulous but i like that because i knew when i was purchasing shit i was gonna get a book i was gonna get a pamphlet i was gonna get the cover i wasn't gonna get some shit today wrote and scratched the name across it and smacked it in there talking about here you go nah nigga I, if i'm paying for it i want i want it they would actually sit and actually play the shit to be sure it ran right they would turn your systems on. They'd be, they would be sure shit worked. And but- the reason they stopped doing it, in my opinion, and the reason they stopped paying so much to people is specifically because they were like, we should just take in all the games. And instead of paying like $25 for a game that just came out a couple weeks ago, we'll just pay $5 because we're also going to take any condition that game is in if it's been pissed on and it's on fire when you're handing it to us fine here's five dollars because mm-hmm. what is five dollars to us we're gonna turn around and sell them all for fifty five dollars no matter what so yes and you all just say you are a sucker if you sell your shit to GameStop. i'm sorry yeah i take the time to go on ebay i even heard best buy is giving better payouts now but yes i'm not selling anything to GameStop. it's just such a clusterfuck and they completely fucked up the used game market it's yes, oversaturated they. now yes so even on ebay you don't get as high prices you would have before um, because it's so oversaturated, people are like, I'll just go to GameStop and pick up the game for fifteen dollars. It's like, right, but the game don't have a book. Mm-hmm. The game, the, the the back of it scratched the fuck up, and you know it might not even play in your yeah. fucking TV when you get home. Yeah, so I it, mean, uh, Xbox or it, it's that bullshit where it has issues, but it's like beyond their seven day policy. Like you have it, and it's almost like when you buy some shit from GameStop, you better play it and beat it immediately because if you fuck around and have it over them seven days, that shit squats like halfway through the final boss battle and you on day eight you fucked yeah they just need to change the slogan of GameStop to play at your own risk yes GameStop yeah it might it might work it might not work <clears throat> we don't we don't really care enough as vice president of corporate communications and public affairs for GameStop Oliveira was the public face for a company that wells huge influence over the game business with more than 6,000 stores but now he faces up to 20 years in prison that's a long time a spokesman for GameStop told Kotaku that Mr. Oliveira was terminated last year and GameStop has fully and completely cooperated with the government's investigation. Oliveira admitted to abusing his position at GameStop to transfer massive amounts of money from GameStop to Cloud Communication LLC, a Nevada-based corporation with offices in Las Vegas, Lake Tahoe, California, and Canada. And he thought nobody was going to be like, oh shit, there's $2 billion missing? Well, he created an imaginative imaginary representative jennifer miller to cover up the payments to a company he controlled the company existed only on paper gamestop officials began to suspect Oliveira was cashing the checks made to cloud communications and federal investigators verified that he continued to embezzle money from july 2009 through april 2011 uh, Oliveira pleaded guilty to one count of mail fraud that carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison and $250,000 fine. It's worth noting that Oliveira's position was a vice president probably earned him a pretty good compensation too. Compensation. Um, so he was getting paid. 
yeah you know what's funny to me about this too is like um he only got charged with mail fraud that's it or is that just like some type of plea that that yeah they, they was like we can get you on this other shit but this mail fraud don't be fucking with the u.s mail get you more time than them checks you wrote yeah that had to be some type of plea deal or something of course um <laughs> Uh, I thought this was funny too. Um, everybody knows, you know, Halloween is, is, has just passed, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we're getting all kinds of funny Halloween stories in. I think I saw one where, um, uh, someone got robbed and they thought a, a, a clerk got robbed at the store. He thought it was a Halloween prank. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, this was funny too. The United States Postal Service acknowledged on Friday that one of his mail carriers did not report a corpse at a Denver home because he mistook the body for a Halloween display. <gasps> well, you know what? People so realistic that how was he supposed to know? We do know the carrier delivered mail to the house that day. He remembers seeing something he thought was related to Halloween. The Postal Service said in a statement, when the carrier learned that was not the case, he was shocked and extremely upset. The local ABC News affiliate reported that the dead man, Dale Porch, 46, collapsed and died November 2nd on his porch steps. (gasps) That's ironic. Dale Porch died on the porch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> porch on porch on porch yeah porch on porch literally yes uh sounds like he was a porch monkey guess the race <laughs> uh, on his porch steps after returning home from his night shift job uh relatives of porch could not be reached for comments by by rooters the public uh the, pol- the postal service called the incident an unfortunate situation that probably would not have happened any other time of year that's true probably not <laughs> i mean yeah. maybe on easter you think he's gonna rise three days later but not but yeah uh he just picked the wrong day to die our carriers have a long history of assisting customers in neighborhoods across the country each and every day and that holds true for our letter carriers here in denver uh the united the unified carrier the unidentified carrier is conscientious and dedicated employee who remains on the job, the Postal Service said, and any action that may be taken against him will be handled internally. So. I mean, the, well, how can you punish him? I mean, shit is fucking Halloween. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I That's mean, he funny. probably see, you know, you know, they probably see all kinds of, you know, stuff that look lifelike and all kinds of shit around them on Halloween. You know, people decorating and all kind of bullshit. If you're going to murder Halloween. somebody in cold blood, do it around Halloween. Yeah, I clear the postman will so walk like, right oh, over your body. Must be a display. All that blood on his face has got to be. This is the best Halloween costume I've ever seen. Yes. Wow. He's going on seven days. He is committed to laying there in his own blood. Ah! That guy is winning at Halloween. Yes, he is. All right, Karen. You know what time it is. Time for that guest to race. It's time for guest to race. Chat room. I hope you got your racism caps on because it's time to play the game that is sweeping the world and taking America by storm. Guess the race. The game where you. At home and get to be a racist and no one can blame it on you because we're asking you to. All right. Here's the first article. Let's get to guessing. We have a consumer alert now about fake iPads. Tonight, one woman explains how she got taken. It happened at a gas station near Highway 360 in Southeast Green Oaks. Scott Gordon is there for us tonight. What happened, Scott? 
Well, Christy, you know, people who have iPads love them. A lot of people who don't have them want them. So when a guy showed up at this gas station offering to sell one at a bargain price, it sounded almost too good to be true. And it was. <laughs> Jelante Freeman pulled into the gas station with her sister and mother when they met a stranger. He pulled up beside us and he was like, hey, you know, I have some iPads and stuff and I got a laptop. Y'all, you know, interested in looking and buying some or whatever. He was offering to sell a brand new $800 iPad for just $200. With Christmas coming up, she thought it sounded too good to pass up. And he was like, okay, I got to hurry up and go and stuff. And he drove off. Her sister then opened the package. If you turn it on the back, it actually looks like an Apple iPad. And when you turn it to the front, it actually like the prices and stuff. And when she was turning, it's a mirror. That's right. It's a mirror about the size of an iPad wrapped up to look like one. That's messed up. That's so wrong. Like, I would never do anybody like that. Get a job. I just start cussing out. I like the idea of you opening it up and it's just a picture of yourself in the mirror looking like a fucking fool. Ah! I've had that. Like uh, this, like this iPad has the the casing that is wrapped in. It has duct tape on it. What iPad comes in duct tape? Like who is this fucking stupid? Oh. I was, I was upset. Like, anybody would be upset if you just found out you got scammed by somebody. You know what I'm saying? You just lost $200. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel so stupid. Like, And they were making her do that last part while holding the mirror up so that you could see her face in the reflection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just basically got robbed. She says she's learned her lesson. Don't buy nothing on the streets from nobody again. NBC5 reported on this exact same thing happening this time last year in Dallas. Police tell us this kind of this type of scheme always picks up in the weeks leading up to Christmas. Reporting live in Arlington. All right, y'all. Don't be looking at the hookup man at the gas station no more. That's not where I get my iPads. But um, guess the race of the lady who actually got scammed, Miss Jelanta Freeman. Jelanta Freeman, guess the race. Uh, Michael Blackson, Akon Black, niggas always looking for that hookup from Evo 08. <laughs> Weave patter, says Leonard Brothers. One who traded food stamps to get that fake iPad, Black. Swap meat shopper, Black. Black says, find the truth, keeping it simple. Uh, Black with an asterisk says Canuck Duke. Um, uh, oh, okay, cause earlier he spelled it wrong. Alright, yeah, the correct answer is black and my thing is this he said it off the street it's probably if it's legit it's some hot shit right it's like you know what i'm saying like and for those for those of you that don't know what hot what no friend the hot that's another word for stolen mm-hmm. and my thing is that it was un- too real to be true and he's outside a convenience store i think it's also just a fucking victimless crime like you were trying to buy some stolen shit and you yes. got play, you got caught up. You got played. Yes. Like that's what happens when you try to buy stolen shit. You know what? That happened to us years ago. We had went to um um New York because I got family up there. Oh, uh, by us care means not me. Oh not not, yeah, not I not, would never get played like that. Not Roger, ahead, but man. but me and my family years ago, I was I was about a teenager. And we had went up there with uh, my cousin and um this dude was selling I wanna say like a VCR or something, so you know this is old school. And um the box had like the VCR, it had it was sealed up and everything. And when we got it and, and opened it up, it had bricks in it. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, that's what you get. Oh, yeah, it wasn't me, it was my aunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't buy my money. I'm about that bullshit. All right, next guest to race article. Hope you guys are ready. You and I have seen all sorts of security camera video from all sorts of places. This could be the first time the big clue in the case is a rap song. You see, the cops are looking for the guys singing this song. I feel like Larry The song is called Larry Hoover. It's dedicated to a famous gangster in Chicago known as King Larry. But I'm getting way, way, way ahead of this story. Let's go to the scene. Laurel, Maryland, right near the railroad tracks, Lafayette Drive, a large warehouse complex, small engine repair, auto body supply, and over here, copycats. It's a recording studio. Around 1 o'clock this morning, two guys go inside copycats to record that Larry Hoover rap song. Once that rap song was a rap, the two singers walk out of the studio and then out of the building. Everybody else inside, they're getting ready to leave too. When all of a sudden those rappers come back and they have guns and they order people onto the sofa and they start demanding things valuable things. What we're looking for is the voice recognition. Maybe somebody will recognize their voices or heard this tune or know who these fellows are. Carlos Garcia is the general manager of Copycats. He was not at the studio at the time of the robbery. Our priority is to make a safe environment for artists. That's our number one priority. And um, uh, we didn't do it this time. And um, we just had to make sure protocols are followed. Um, staff that can't follow protocols needs to not be staff anymore. So what's he mean by protocol? Well, in order to record here, you're supposed to have an appointment. The rap and robbers, they just dropped in off the street. Now, if you recognize their voice, police want to hear from you. <laughs> they just dropped in off of the streets. Yeah. Um, you think this is the same dudes that sold in my pads? I like that. I like that that song was so whack, too. I feel like Larry Hoover. Hoover. <laughs> they freestyled that shit. <laughs> that shit could not be written. And turned around and came back and robbed them niggas. <laughs> That's good. That's some good ignorance right there. Oh, man. So, guess the race of the rapping robbers <laughs> that, that <laughs> rapped a song. And then, then they robbed the studio. <laughs> Niggas came in off. Oh, great. That is so ignorant. <laughs> oh, that is so ignorant. <clears throat> Little brother says, Dr. Dre, protégés who used the word nigga and bitch in their music. Too easy. Rick Ross's word worshiping dry snitch nigga says Evo Eight. Kool Aid drinker says uh, finding truth. One who will be caught when they post the video on YouTube. Black <laughs> says <laughs> Dis- uh, disciples of Walker Flock of Flame. Pow 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 pow. Oh says Lord. Canuck Duke. Uh, correct answer is black. That's 
I don't even need to see the pictures to know that that dumb niggas was black. The mad rapper, his brother, the mad producer. Says, <laughs> Tell him why you mad, son. <laughs> MySpace user says, sign your Samuels. So Cottonwood asked Watermelon Eves. <laughs> yeah, correct as is black. Yeah. Um, good grief, man. That uh, is... This studio won't hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> These niggas won't. This studio won't hold me back. All right. Uh, here's another Guess the Race article. Um, let's see here. Boom. On the air tonight, one local dad says his daughter got a detailed lesson about porn from her principal. <gasps> so he's decided to let everybody know about it in a big way. Fox News' Ron Savage with the story from Utica. It was costume day on Halloween at Utica High. The school had an issue with one of the costumes. A father called us and said, I'm not going to let you talk to my daughter. I'll tell you what happened. We'll show you the costume. And you must see his protest. It was Halloween, actually. They were dressing up for Halloween, and she had a costume on. This is it, the costume with a skirt and stockings. She uh, walked in the back door, and they asked her, can you please go in the office? My daughter walked in, and the principal... You know, finger, come on over here, I want to talk to you. And uh, said to my daughter, honey, you look like a porn star. My daughter said, what do you mean a porn star? She goes, you know, a porn star, you know what those people do. My daughter said, no. So she elaborated to my daughter what a porn star was and what they do for a living. Dad blew a gasket and spoke with Utica High School Principal Janet Jones. I talked to Mrs. Jones directly about it. She did admit to everything that, yes, she did say that. Yes, she did say that... Uh, all men watch porn, and it's a fact of life. And <laughs> year old girl That's was not sent home. She was ordered to turn the bows on her hose around. Her outfit was per- was perfectly appropriate. They asked her just to turn her bows inward, and that was suitable. Bows uh, on her legs? Yeah, the bows on the knees. They were just before the knees, and she said the bows is what indicated that she looked like a porn star. So Stephen Warner designed this rolling billboard on his hauling trailer. The billboard reads, Mrs. Jones taught my daughter about porn and said, quote, all men watch porn. Dad is driving the rolling billboard around town. I wanted people to be aware of what was going on as far as the parents, um, to see if we can get more advocates for situations like this. This is a form of bullying as far as I'm concerned, and us as parents need to be more uh, apt to what bullying is and helping students out. Werner says the bullying appears in Facebook posts suggesting someone flatten the tires on his trailer and generally making derogatory comments about his daughter. She's going to stay in school. Um, she's getting threats right now now in school from her peers because of this. Um, they all believe that Mrs. Jones is pure and perfect and she can't do nothing wrong. Um, the principal admitting to the fault of what she did wrong was an admittance of guilt. If you're guilty, then you need to apologize. I attempted to get a response from the principal, Janet Jones. I did hear from the school communications director, Tim McElroy, with Utica Public Schools. He acknowledges there was a three-way meeting between the 15-year-old teen, a guidance counselor, and principal Janet Jones, and he cared characterizes the meeting as a disciplinary discussion related to a disruption of the education day. The girl's father, Steve Werner, says he's insisting on a written apology from the principal. I'm- All right. Um, number one, that outfit did look a little hoary here, uh, to be quite honest, for a little girl. She had no business going to school dressed like that. Yeah, a little girl wearing that is um, pretty fucking inappropriate at school in my opinion um 
Now, I understand the daddy getting upset. Please don't get me wrong. But he's talking about bullying. Don't you think it's bullying that principal by having his big-ass sign on the side of your tractor trailer? Yeah, number two, I don't like the new way that people use the word bullying. No. For everything negative. Everything. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, somebody is, uh, like, no matter what happens, if you don't like the results of that shit, then it was bullying. And I just, I'm not one of those people that just believes that inherently saying something that's bullying makes it negative or bad. Like, I'm not scared of that word. So, um, you know, I, I don't even know if I believe in a world where you grow up where nobody gets bullied either. Like, that's not realistic that that's (laughs) that's the truth and um the thing about it is that people shouldn't bully people do bully and i think that for some people um that actually grow as a person i know it sounds sad from being bullied you know well a lot of people do you go through hard times you go through shit and you learn that life is a little bit more difficult and you you rise above it and whatnot it's not like um yeah if it becomes like inherently everything negative is bullying in your life it's it's like oh the soccer coach said that uh you need to run and get in better shape if you want to make uh if you want to make the team soccer coach is bullying my kid so and, you need to get in better and shape. It's not that. And, 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 and the thing about bullying is that there are uh, points to where it becomes serious. It affects that person. It needs yeah. to be reported. That's, you know what I mean? And that's, that's very understandable. Now, I, I will give them this, though. I don't need the principal telling my kid about fucking porn. And now, that's the truth. What, now, what a porn star is. And all anger. men watch porn. I don't need her saying that shit. Because that's inappropriate. Yeah, do your fucking job. I, I'll, you know. You know, you do your fucking jobs. You should have sent my daughter home. That's what yeah. you should have did. She turned the bowls. Nah, go home. I go think home. I like the idea that he doesn't believe his daughter knows anything about porn yet, though. No, that's funny. And these, that's hilarious. These days, age. Like, she's yeah. definitely coming home pregnant. And then the. the and no chance in hell. Come on, dressing like that, and 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 the thing is, is that it also it's denial on his part that his daughter's not uh, a sexual creature, sexual being, don't want to fuck or anything like that. It's yeah. a huge denial on his part. As a yeah, parent. it's just those parents that are the overprotective, ridiculously overbearing parents. Like he bought a van and put a fucking billboard on the side of Come it. On, simply dog. like that. How did he not think that, well, this is actually way more embarrassing than anything that's happened to my child is having this type of father that and, is the asshole who has to go overboard about everything. And like he said, she's getting harassed. Yes, because you walk you walking around a probably small fucking town with this big ass billboard. Everybody probably heard about the incident. Everybody yeah. know it's your daughter. It's fucking embarrassing to her now. Right. All right. It's, Chat room is playing guess the race, so let's go ahead and guess the race of uh, the father in this. Um, <clears throat> and obviously, it's moving kind of fast now. I got to scroll back up. Um, Huffer of Cheese Whiz, underage cheddar, uh, like Chris and Kev said. Anyway, okay. uh, current Katy Perry fan, future WCP employee, white. <laughs> Just look under the taxes filed on the computer. That's what the porn is. That's true. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Tobacco spitting banjo player. Someone who freebases Velveeta. Oh. Alexis, Texas co star inventor of cheese flavored KY jelly. Now you can make millions with that shit. <laughs> Sarah J. Jr. Some cheese with that wine white. Kelly Devine, Kelly Stacks white. Uh, Kelly Stacks not white. Am I watching the wrong? Am I thinking? Mm. Like, no, I'm thinking Chanel stacks. I'm thinking okay. Chanel. Woo, I, was, I had a porn crisis just now. I was like, hold on, wait, what? Chanel stacks black as hell. Um, <laughs> so, one who doesn't see color until they visit Detroit. 
white white and peter north ron jeremy porn stash cheddar sarah j jr says lamar uh little brothers jr and the correct uh little brothers and um the correct answer is white white so yeah um yeah that was just he, I feel like he added to the to the embarrassment of his daughter with that shit. Yes, he did, and and that's some shit. But now your your baby got to change. You know what? People better realize <laughs> it's not like it used to be, right? Um, where shit like this happened in your hometown, and that's it. Not everything is so fucking viral that regardless of where she goes, people gonna know about this. Yeah. Now speaking of people knowing about shit, we got to talk about sore ratchetness, Karen. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, people. And these swords is getting more and more out of control. I've been telling people for years. We at the Blackout Tips, we are anti-sword until we can get some sword legislation on the books. I know it's so. That will regulate the way people treat these weapons of destruction to many people. We are going to have to be against sword ratchetness. And apparently some more sword ratchetness happened this week. Um, three young girls. They pulling swords on young girls, y'all. Three young girls were left terrified after a man brandished a fearsome not the sword. Babies. Hmm? I said, not the babies. Yep. Three young girls were left terrified after a man brandished a brandishing a fearsome sword suddenly confronted them and started chasing them. Now that's bullying. Yes. He saw himself as the local enforcer and the girls were so frightened that they ran out screaming and hysterical. Anthony Sharp, 61, 61 of Ravenspun Way, Grimsby, admitted afraid and possessing a large decorative sword in public on April 16th. So apparently, uh, Anthony Sharp is using his old man strength and a sword. This is they should have tripped that old man. Matthew Duncan, prosecuting, told Grimsby Crown Court, Crown Court that the three young girls, two age seven and one age nine, were playing in Sharp's home when he walked outside and used a knife to cut down a rope swinging, uh, rope swing tied to a tree. He later, later, he brandished a replica sword and had and had drawn it from his scabbard. The girls screamed in fright as they ran away. Sharp followed them. One of the seven year old girls was so frightened she dropped her bicycle before running off. Her nine-year-old sister asked if she could have her little sister's bicycle back, and Sharp told her, yes, when I stab you. Oh, shit. The girls ran off screaming to the to the safety of one of their homes. Sharp was seen running and holding the sword above his head with the blade pointing upwards. The girls were crying pale and hysterical. The neighbors challenged Sharp about what he'd done. He said, it worked, didn't it? Ah, I got the fuckers away from here. Richard Hackfath, mitigating, said Sharp had initially been struggling to understand what he had done wrong and had been in denial. He now realizes that he has done what he does. What he has done is very wrong, frightening, and very dangerous. He has gone out to. He has not gone out to frighten, intimidate, or hurt anyone. He has not thought about the consequences of what he was about to do. It was a short-lived incident, and no injury was caused or violence used. Well, that sounds like some sore propaganda there. I'm pretty sure the injury and the violence to the to the yeah. child children's memories will forever haunt them. That's some bullshit. That's just excusing his being fucking old. You know, he 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 too old to know. You can't be scaring kids off with a sword. Come on. He accepts his behavior was threatening, and he now regrets it. 
said Mr. Hackfath. Who knows how long he's been scaring kids like this? There have been problems with children, not those involved in the incident, in the streets before, and Sharp went out to do something about it in an extremely misguided way. Judge Robert Moore says Sharp saw himself as a local enforcer, cutting down the children's swing instead of leaving it to the local authorities. The children were not feral youths. It was difficult to imagine a more frightening sight for them than a man chasing them with a sword. Sharp, who has worked at sea for most of his life, was jailed for six months. I say give him life in prison. Teach what? Sword wielder, son of a bitch. Speaking of sword wielders, this is the kind of story I like to hear about sword people. Authorities say a police officer was critically injured by a suspect who was wielding a sword on a college campus in downtown Denver. Now, Uh-oh. I know what you're thinking. Rod, why would you want to hear that a police officer was critically injured? I don't like that part of the article. Denver police spokeswoman Raquel Lopez says the officer shot and killed the suspect on the Aria campus at around 6 a.m. They should have. Good. You Cutting up folks. You take these sword wielding sons of bitches out. Get them out of here. <laughs> you attacking officers. You got to yeah. shoot them just like you got a gun. I don't know why people act like that's so shocking and surprising. Yeah. One of the officer's fingers was almost severed during the altercation. The officer, whose name has not been released, was taken to the hospital in critical but stable condition. So, yeah, he's dead now. We're playing guess the race? Uh, there's no guess the race on these. Okay. Both of those were um, just regular ass uh, things. Um, I thought this was funny. This is a uh, guess the race. A man is in hot water for allegedly dressing up in a ridiculous costume in an attempt to impersonate another man to steal his debit card. <gasps> a- according to court documents, Joshua K. Peeney, Piney, 30, walked into the Bank of America branch located at, uh, who gives a fuck about the fucking address, on <laughs> June 26th, dressed in the outfit pictured above, the bank's, the bank's branch manager immediately identified the costume was fake and called the police. Now, for those of y'all that, I will put this link in here in a second, but he has clearly put on a wig. He's wearing, he's taped some type of apparatus to his head to look like a brace. He's wearing a neck brace. What is that on top he's of his dyed, head? He has dyed his eyebrows in goatee gray. gray. And it's not this like gray that looks natural. No. It looks like a cartoon character. Like it, it looked like somebody took a, a, a silver sharpie and was like, yes. It looks so fake, y'all. Wait till I put this in the link in here. What is on his head, baby? Um. A co- prosecutors say Piney presented the identification of an Oregon man to the bank and uh, asked for a new debit card. The actual man on the ID was a client at the bank whose card had recently been stolen and his identification was missing. Uh, the victim had flagged his account to prevent anyone from using it. Mm-hmm. Piney told the branch manager that he was on a business trip in Washington and needed a new debit card. According to the police report, he asked the branch manager if he could sit down and request a glass of water, claiming he was in pain from a recent accident. Thus, the tape and shit on his head, y'all. Uh, maybe and he it's thought, not even real medical tape. Like he stuffed cotton around that shit. Right? <laughs> I wonder if this is to be like, if these supposed to be like, well, see, this will keep the wig on. I guess so. And you can see it's like real hair color underneath the wig. Oh, this is terrible. Uh, When confronted by police, Piney stuck to his story and said he was at the bank to replace his debit card. The police officer looked at the Oregon ID that Piney had given the bank manager and asked the man if he was seriously trying to pass as the man in the picture. Court documents report Piney hung his head and said, I know. 
<laughs> yeah, that's when you know you caught when you're like, I I know, this is some dumb shit. Um the officer arrested Piney and found his own ID card as well as the identity theft victim's social security card in his wallet. Piney admitted to police that his bandages were not real, that he had not been in the accident. He said the entire scheme was his girlfriend's idea and that she was waiting outside for him when he entered the bank, according yeah, to the documents. Ass too now. You know, she left as soon as the cops pulled up. She's like, fuck this nigga. Uh, well, they still gonna get you now because he told on you. Piney claimed that he met his girlfriend while on work release from prison last year and told police she was a computer whiz and could open bank accounts online what a dumbass he's she can open bank accounts online like nigga anyone can not a computer he was whiz. talking about hacking or anything like that she, she, she can go online and create a new bbnt account Piney also said he obtained a fake ID and social security card from his brother's friend who had stolen them from a car in Tacoma. Piney had been, has been charged with second degree identity theft and he's scheduled to make a court appearance Thursday, but he failed to appear. Well, maybe he did show up, but his costume was so good. That it no was one invisible. Knew. No one knew it was him. Um, so guess the race of Mr. Piney and then I'll put the link in the chat so you guys can laugh at this ridiculous ass fucking, um, it's a good one too, yeah, y'all. Yeah, uh, I just put the other link in the chat, not not this one. Um, all right, so uh, let's see what everybody says. Um, one who w- could not be counted in affirmative action until twenty forty. <laughs> <laughs> Gandalf the Grey, Lord of the Rings, white. One who bathes in giant in a giant fondue pot. Fondue pot. Cheddar says Cameron Booker. One who sniffs cheese and buys clothes for his dog. Oh, my. Yeah, that's definitely white. There's no doubt about it. Uh, people who consider Frisbee a sport, white. Yeah, ultimate ah! Frisbee, even. Um, yeah, in the car- <laughs> one who refuses to admit the real Herman Cain tagline was Herman Cain because Republicans have white guilt, too. And Emperor L says, ah! where's Ed Hardy's shirts to wine and cheese party? And Greg says, he needed the money to steal all the cheese whiz, all of it. The correct answer oh, is all of it. white. Oh, and this, look and at this, this picture, picture y'all. is classic, y'all. Go oh in the chat God. room and click on that picture. That picture is priceless. Oh, um, this is just a quick story. Apparently, some people in Sweden are promoting Chris Brown's concert by putting a picture of Rihanna's face after she was beaten up. To let him know that, nigga, we didn't forget. So, (laughs) and I like that. I actually like that people are saying. Not only did we not forget, nigga, you never apologized for it. Yeah, we didn't forget, dog. So, let's stop. Stop trying to live your life. Just till you apologize. Um, And people always try to keep him be that shit off. Like, well, he was young and shit happens. Mm -hmm. And no. Mm-mm. I, I was young. I ain't beat no women. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. And the problem is that he never fucking apologized. Yeah. Uh, back to guess the race. Um, here's a twist on an old favorite: drunk driving with your kids in the car. Sometimes drunk mom or dad lets the kids drive. Other times the kids call the cops on their own parents. This time we have an allegedly drunk mom, Amber Hazer, forty-three, of Vernon, Connecticut, who was reportedly under the influence while driving her kids around on Halloween. <laughs> trick or treat indeed after her seven-year-old called the cops to say something was wrong with mom they found her stopped in the middle of an intersection with other trick-or-treaters running around uh, 
she was arrested and charged with risk of injury to a minor operating motor vehicle under the influence of drugs or alcohol failure to submit to the chemical testing and wait for improper parking that's the one that's gonna put her away (laughs) for a long long time oh yeah a Vernon woman was arrested Wednesday after being accused of driving her daughter around drunk while trick-or-treating. Vernon police say they received a 911 call from a young child that says something was wrong with her mother based on the information they received from the girl. Police located a car stopped in the middle of Haney Lane near Donnell Drive, an area that at the time was crowded with trick-or-treaters. After an investigation, police said the driver identified as Amber Hasser, 43 of Ward Street, was driving under the influence of alcohol and her drugs. So. You know, I get that baby credit. That baby must have been detailed as shit. They're like, yeah, I'm two blocks away from my house. Um, yeah. Something wrong with my mama. I'm going to go on out and get trick-or-treating candy with my with my friends. Y'all come get my mama. Yeah. Um. So we also have a uh, guest the race here. So people, what race do you think Miss Hasser was, uh, the drunk driver? Um... Let's see. One that smells of Jägermeister as she hops in her Prius. It's so... <laughs> um, Snow Bunny, says Leonard Brothers. <laughs> Snow Bunny. Uh, Aryan Nation meth addict, White. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, she was a white lady. She was a white lady. Driving the kids around drunk on Halloween. What in dick face move. Um, all right, here's another, um, another guest race. Um, woman 29 arrested after being spotted masturbating inside of Starbucks in Florida. Oh my. Oh, Florida, I say. Florida cops, uh, a woman who was spotted masturbating in Starbucks was arrested yesterday after Florida cops searched her purse and found a pipe with cocaine residue. Police were. So- Police were summoned to the Bradenton business by the staff at Starbucks regarding a female that was in their lobby and was masturbating. In the lobby? Yeah. Man, I, I, I know a woman made that call. You know, there's a lot of dudes that are like, just give her a minute. She's almost done. I actually need to take a break. Uh, need to, I'll be in the car. Uh, when an officer ah! questioned the woman, Jennifer Perinian, she reported that she was waiting to go to a local hospital. A cop offered her a ride to the hospital, but asked to, to first check her purse, to which Perinian agreed. The officer subsequently discovered a glass stem in the tw- 29-year-old Perinian's purse and tested positive for cocaine residue. According to a probable cause affidavit, Perinian, who denied ownership of the pipe, was arrested for possession of narcotics and drug paraphernalia. Uh, she's being held in the Manatee County Jail in lieu of $1,120 bond. Guess the race of Miss Perinian. Crackhead in Florida. And she probably didn't even buy no coffee. That's probably what the problem is. She can't be sitting in that lobby all day with no coffee. <laughs> One who was so upset Obama won her state that she decided to beat the pussy up. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cam Model White. One who sat his family down with a shotgun prepared to leave this world when he found out that Obama won. Well, it was, it was a woman. She calls her glass stem Wesley Pipes. White, says Craig. <laughs> White says Cameron B. Um, why, uh, the correct answer is 
white can't mm-hmm. believe nobody didn't pick black when she had a crack pipe on her that is amazing you guys are on point with your guest the race this you week. know what contest clues starbucks dog starbucks now oh. you been to kfc or dunkin donuts or something yeah dunkin donuts cleveland in addition to a license suspension and a fine a woman who was caught on video passing a school bus by driving on the sidewalk will now have to make an unflattering declaration to the world or at least to Cleveland. Sheena Harding, 32, pleaded out Monday in order to avoid facing a trial. Back in September, she pled not guilty to charges of not stopping for a school bus and reckless operation. Now, I've seen the clip of this, guys. There is literally a video of this woman <gasps> as people because she did this so often, apparently. They people on the bus start recording with their phones as she would just they would the school bus would put on their sign to stop. She would drive onto the sidewalk and around the the school bus. Oh, she could fuck around and hit somebody's child. Yeah, and they actually have it on tape when she got arrested too. Like the time that the cop pulled her over. Oh, she repetitively did it. You know what? I'm glad they got her ass because you know what? When kids get off the bus, I know when I was a kid, I would, I assumed everybody stopped. You know, you mm-hmm. a kid, you get off the bus, hop in, skip it. Hey, Billy, what's up? And just take you out. A bus driver had noticed Harden's pattern along East 38th Street, so she notified Cleveland schools and had, and had, oh, he notified Cleveland schools and had his cell phone camera rolling during one of her episodes. The portion of sidewalk she used to avoid the bus was the entrance to a daycare. Police set up a sting to catch her on her makeshift detour and cited her on September 11th. So this will be the worst thing that ever happened on September 11th to her. As part of her sentence from Cleveland Municipal Port, I mean Court, Hardin must wear a sign that says only an idiot would drive on a sidewalk to avoid the school bus. Love these judges that get creative with it. You know? That, that's all? While wearing it, she'll stand near the location of the crime for an hour per day. Next Tuesday and Wednesday morning, Harden of Cleveland may have to hitch a ride there as her license was suspended for 30 days. She must pay a $250 fine. That's it? Yeah, that's it, Cameron. Okay, first you plead not guilty. They caught you on tape. Uh, Then all you got to do is wear a sign and pay a fucking fine. Yeah, they took your license, but your ass didn't go to jail, honey. You could have killed somebody's child and been up for murder or some bullshit like that. Woman? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Our chat room, guess the race man of uh, this lady in Cleveland that likes to drive fast and live dangerously, Miss Sheena Harden, one who got uppercut on a Cleveland bus. That's a black woman. One who had to rush to get her hair did. That's a black woman. Hmm, Cleveland, Cleveland, Herman Kane voice. No arrest and a small fine, super privileged white. White privilege, says Dasman. <laughs> Dale Jr.'s wife says science. That's, that's got to be white. Uh, the correct answer is, guys, black says Greg. Correct answer? Black. First Lady Bush says sad answer. <laughs> um, so someone said was in a hurry to get home and watch the talk. I don't know what race <laughs> that would be. White. Yeah, that, I think that's white. Yeah, I don't think. Do black women watch that shit? All right, very last one. Uh, a former female employee has filed a police complaint alleging the CEO of Waffle House demanded she perform sexual acts on him in exchange for keeping her job. What? Yeah. And, um, okay. The woman told Atlanta police the alleged harassment by Joseph Rogers Jr. lasted for nearly 10 years through two, uh, 10 years. Who the fuck signs up to go to work and get sexually harassed for 10 years? File that lawsuit, sister. 
Um, well, 10 years, shit, shit, you, 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 you're going to be sure you're going to get paid. From 2003 to, through June of this year, the Associated Press did not identify alleged victims of sexual assault. David Cohen, who identified himself as a lawyer representing the woman, told the AP that the man cited in the police report is the CEO of Waffle House, a company based in Metro Atlanta, and the home address given for Rogers in the police report matches the list that listed on the Federal Election Commission's website alongside donations the CEO made to unsuccessful presidential candidate Mitt Romney in June 2011 and May of this year. Good fuck. Yep, gave you money to mint, now you lost money, and now you're losing even more. Police would not confirm that Joseph Rogers Jr. cited in the report is the CEO. They said Thursday that they are investigating the allegations, but no charges have been filed. A lawyer for the for the Rogers did not return the telephone call and email from the AP on Thursday. The police report quotes the woman as saying that Rogers tried to force her to have sex with him despite her repeated protests. He said he she said he also touched her breast. And tried to remove her clothes, made lewd comments, and insisted she perform sex acts on him at least once or twice a month. The woman, who identified herself as a single mother, told police she stayed in the job and endured the alleged harassment because she couldn't find other employment with comparable pay. Didn't, didn't Waffle House? Is Waffle do niggas be tipping at Waffle House like that? That seems like a no, place where at the off the Waffle House. So she sound like she is like the like the corporate office. This don't sound like no waitress. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. She said uh, she gave Rogers a letter of resignation in June after her son secured a full college scholarship. <laughs> she was like, I ain't got to take this shit no more. I was going to pay for this nigga to go to school. It's paid for. Fuck you. I can go find another job. The woman filed a complaint after walking into an Atlanta police precinct about midnight on September 28th. According to the police report, Cohen said he couldn't comment further on the case because of a judge's order. Uh, Marietta Daily Journal reported that Rogers sued the woman in Cobb County Superior Court on September 14th, but that the documents had been sealed and both sides agreed not to speak to the news media. The newspaper added that the woman filed a lawsuit against Rogers in Fulton County Court on September 19th, but documents in that case were also sealed. Robert Ingram whom newspapers identified as a lawyer for Rogers did not return a phone call or email. Um, Newspapers quoted Ingram as saying Rogers version of event is much different than the woman's. No one answered the cell phone listed for Rogers. So guess the race of Mr. Rogers. Um, I'm assuming that he was going to try to get her to do some sex acts and come all on the face and shit. Probably going to come all scattered chunk and covered, 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 covered in my car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Would you like a side of sperm with the hash brown girl? Uh, one who refuses to admit the R in Republican stands for rape, says Daz. A light-skinned brother who also threw food in a face. That's <laughs> <laughs> Justin. One who thought he was uh, Don Draper. He wanted that woman to be a neighbor to his dick, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Shoe-switching cardigan sweater-wearing living on the land of make living in the land of make-believe. White, says Cameron B. Fake-ass Brian Pumper, says Leonard Brothers. Um, yeah, correct answer is white. It was a white man, CEO. Once he knew he was giving money to Republicans, it was like pretty much, pretty much I know who that guy is. <laughs> yes. Gave money to Mitt Romney, white. That should, that should, it could have just ended the, the game right then. That's the end of the game. Uh, actually, I'll do one more and then we'll go. All right, well, last one. This bonus round. 
A man faces child porn charges after a tow truck staffers find memory card. Uh-oh. Nicholas Eaton Fogarty, 30, is charged with seven counts of possession of child pornography after staffers with an all Florida towing found, with all Florida towing found child porn images in Fogarty's SUV after he had been in a crash September 4, 2012. According to PBSO, Fogarty was arrested November 7, 2012. So, it says a Palm Beach garden man, all Florida, was charged with seven counts of possession of child pornography. Well, at least he voted for Obama. Am I right, chill? You child porn protecting sons of bitches. <laughs> they need health care, too. Yeah. Um, he was charged with seven counts of possession of child pornography after a tow truck employee found a memory card in the man's SUV that contained several pictures of a young girl being sexually assaulted. Nicholas oh. Eaton Fogarty, 30, admitted to owning the card when police questioned him. According to now, see, don't you just say that that was found in my? I don't know how that got in there. It's like, yeah, this is a, that's how you know child porn is a sickness because it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, is this your memory stick? Yeah, of course. Uh, can I get that back, please? I've been looking for it. Uh, yeah, sure, you can get it back. Just uh, put these cuffs on and uh, come with us. Uh, sure. Ah, we'll, we'll we'll let you put them on yourself. Yeah, am I gonna get the car back though? Yeah, you, oh, you get it back. You can get it back. No problem. Just uh, come along with this fine. Come just, on. Uh, you have the right to remain silent. And um, anything you can say <laughs> can be used against you in the court of law. Oh well, I thought I was just no, 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 no. Let me let me let me, let me finish my rent rights. <laughs> Uh, he admitted to owning the car when police questioned him, according to the arrest report. Tow company employees also found a gun belt, police lights, bullets, and badges in the vehicles, according to the arrest report. Was he faking being an officer? Like he was going to fake being a police officer. I, oh, if it wasn't for a wreck, this guy would still be on the streets pretending to be a cop and arresting little girls and putting on his memory card. Wow. All right, man. So... Guess the race of Mr. Fogarty, guys. Let's check the chat room. Um, uh, blame the black QB and Andy Reid, fat-ass whitey. Oh. Reboot Freddy Krueger, Catholic priest, rapist of Mother of Africa, white. Whiter than the cocaine brought, brought to Florida from overseas. In the words of Clay Davis, she, he white. <laughs> he was a white man. Future SVU character, white. Sunday New York Times reading white, regular visitor of the dark net white, cheddar ass cheddar, and white than the Pope, <laughs> whiter than the Pope, and his teen boyfriend. Oh. Oh, man. Uh, Grand Dragon White. The correct answer <laughs> is white. That dude was a white man. Yes, he was. All right, guys. This has been Guess the Race for the day. This has been the Blackout Tips for the day. Yes. Uh, thank you for everybody who uh, participated in the show. Yes. This is brought to you by Shadow Dog Production. Uh, shout out productions and their new, uh, audio play packs. Uh, well, you can find them at shoutoutproductions.com slash apac.html. The link will be on the blackoutists.com under sponsors. Go there, support them. They support us. Get the ratchet pack or the ignorant pack or get them both is what I suggest you do. Spend some mm-hmm. good money, y'all. Um, also, of course, use code TBGWT on adamandeve.com and that also supports the show uh they just re-up with us to do advertising for entire year of 2013 guys yeah so keep your eyes out there y'all know y'all been y'all been looking at that stuff go ahead and upgrade your equipment yeah fellas and ladies you know that equipment does wear out 
sometimes you have to renew it you do so use our code save some money all right man um until next week uh you are oh the book, contact information the blackouttest.com slash about mm-hmm. and uh twitter rodimus prime say that again that is in d-a-t show twitter is t-b-g-w-t go like our facebook page if you haven't done so already um i think that's about it so until next time i love you you too baby Mwah.